recordings going. I've got windows open. I've got toys laid out in front of me. Oh, what a start to the year. What the f*** is going on down there? Happy New Year, everybody. It's January the 2nd, 2017. I posted a video today that said it was put up at the very end. It said, thanks for watching. January 2nd, 2016. You know it's the beginning of the year. Hi, welcome to TFW. I'm joined by Aaron. Yeah, I'm really not looking forward to going into work and forgetting that. Yep. A dozen times. You know, I have over five comments in the video and no one has said a thing about it yet. So I'm wondering how long it'll take. Yeah, hold on, I'll, I'll, I'll fix that. Yeah, Let's head I'm over there right now. <laughs> hey, idiot. Uh, hey, idiot. Don't you know what year it is? I'm not even typing on my keyboard. I'm just hammering my laptop with my fingers. Hi, TJ. Hi. How's it going? Oh, it's going wonderful. Uh, you Are you all ready to type 2016 a whole lot? Thing is, I just got a brand new keyboard that's like mechanical gaming keyboard and dramatically different. So even if I completely know that, I'm still likely to screw that up. Yeah. I'll probably I'll probably date something 2087. You know, I'm, it should be like an agreement amidst just, you know, people in general. At the start of the year, you have a 30-day grace period to type the wrong year. You do it since you're a kid. People do it well into their adulthood. You know, it like it's not so much people catch you and go like, ah, you typed the wrong year. It's they catch you and go, ah, I'll point you out. That way, uh, no one will notice when I do it because you're gonna do it too. Trust me. Um, we were gonna record this podcast actually last year, but uh, then things got a bit crowded. Uh, I ended up at a dinner thing that went longer than I thought, and then fell asleep right afterwards. So, uh, you know what? It means we're all, we're all relaxed. We're cooled off. We're not hungover. We're not in the midst of a New Year's celebration. But did you guys have a good New Year's Eve? Uh, New Year's was not bad for me. We had a couple different parties for friends and then ended up at home for the actual 12 o'clock. Yeah. Cool. No, me and Danielle spent New Year's Day hunting Pokemon in a park that we had never been to and had a lovely time doing it. I just found a char... Okay, what's the middle? A Charmeleon. Charmeleon. Mm-hmm. And then the next day found a Charmander. And mm-hmm. now I'm out of balls. <laughs> and uh, where I am right now is not my usual home. It is Crin's home. And there are... Do you know that when you're not in Toronto, there are suddenly a whole lot less poker stops? Yeah. That's, yeah. You get out in the country and it becomes a fight. Yeah. yeah. There's one. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of out in the boonies where I'm... Uh selling and there's nothing around me unless i hit my bike 20 minutes down the road yeah uh i'm not even looking at the app anymore because like there are plenty of monsters showing up but mm-hmm. i'm all out yeah. of balls you know that just a small payment you no, get poke no. coins i already did that with earth wars it's called a microtransaction I'm, they got a yeah. deal going it's, right it's now it's small it's small and yeah you got the the special boxes you get extra mm-hmm. stuff for your yeah your price? I've Same macro price. transacted. It's a, it's, a, it's it's a great value. I've macro transacted with Earth Wars. I don't. I can't do another one. I have a, a coworker that may or may not have bought a hundred dollars in Poke Coins in one go. I just saw a story where a kid actually got like 
got his phone use, out. Use sleeping mom's. Use sleeping thumbprint. mom's fingerprint to pay off for like two hundred and fifty dollars worth of items. What? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. How? Oh yeah. man, she. That that's a bad morning. That's a bad morning. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, sleeping fingerprint like that's like Mission Impossible. That's like. I didn't know you could do that in real life. Well, it's not as if there's some sort of, like, are you awake sensor to it. It's just thumbprint, fingerprint. Yeah, but wow, the balls to, like, just, like, sneak into your, to, to somehow mm-hmm. sneak, to sneak into your mom's bedroom while she's asleep and then grab her hand and wipe it against a phone. Well, on some phones, it's just a little button on the back that just the finger has to be against. Uh. Like. That's how mine works, and I've got it set up the same way, because it's the one thing I do in my life where I just like, okay, time to pay for this, fingerprint. I'm in the future. I, I, have, a, I yeah. have a fingerprint unlock on my iPhone, but it's, mm-hmm. it's the thumbprint thing, and then I've noticed that if there's any moisture beyond usual moisture, uh, the thing just starts flipping out. So I always have to so sit there. So before you go to sleep, spit on your hands? Basically, yeah, just ha, pff, all right, now no one can get into my phone. Um, we're not here to talk about spitting on phones necessarily. We're here to also talk about transformers. We're gonna do some uh, just some new picture picks, nice little calm warm up. Because like certainly there's been news, but I don't I don't think this week there's really been like news kind of news, you know, with all those extra syllables. So uh, we're we're gonna take this all all calm and quiet. Aaron, have you got a, a new picture pick you'd like to open us up with? Uh, we got uh news about. Road burn. Road is. burn. Road burn. Um, who is a repaint of Bumblebee of the Legends of Bumblebee? Looks like he was maybe supposed to be Ch- Autobot Chase by the instructions, <laughs> mm-hmm. but all the packaging says Road Burn. It's weird um, that like that name is in the instructions because it makes me want to know why they suddenly decided to change his name from Chase. Like I've seen the case made that there's a rescue bot called Chase. Uh, and I could I could see that probably because they've worked hard to separate rescue bot stuff from mainline. Yeah, because uh, they've got like a dock bot that's something else instead of just ratchet, oh, uh, even though he's white and green medics with an X medics. Yes. Saw that in, in stores recently. I was like, oh, why not just make it ratchet? But then that's kind of prime universe and ratchet was already a thing. So somebody's fighting for continuity out there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, Rescue Bots is like becoming the longest running Transformers fiction that that has been on screens, uh, mm-hmm. with it having like four or five seasons. So like, there's there is something to protect in there. Although that also means like it's becoming every passing season, it becomes more and more uh, irregular, more and more irritating that the tour line has not moved beyond like ages three to six. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, if someone started at age three, they're past age six. Like, make them something. And, throw them a bone. And, and kind of still a super premium price point, oddly. Yeah. For what's not quite the toys that are at that level. Yeah. I bought a couple of them out of that line. As a flash forward to new pick picks. Or uh, or what we got, rather. Derp. Oh, dear. But, yeah. Hey, man, I've, I'm trying to cut back on soda and caffeine, so... So, so I buy not a rescue a, not bots a New Year's instead. resolution thing. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying my brain isn't firing oh. on all cylinders. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, Roadburn is thro- the throttle, throttle bot uh, Chase. So he's, he's Bumblebee with a new head. 
Um, actually, I think he's got more paint going on because he's he's not just like swapping the yellow for for red. He's also got some extra black up front. Um, uh, yeah, he's got like his what would be like a plastic body kit looking uh, lines painted black, whereas on Bumblebee it was all yellow and he just had like a door stripe. Yeah. Um, so it makes him look more like a like a rough and tumble mini versus just a like a small yellow car. car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the the new head also looks really good. Like it's got the uh, the weird kind of handlebar mustache thing going on. Yeah, and that weird like orange gold. Yeah, that Chase had before. So I uh, I really wish I liked the base toy more. I don't yeah. I don't dislike it, but like if there has ever been a toy that has like striven to be adequate at for its price point, well, you, it's probably that toy. You didn't believe me until I jammed one in your hands. What Bumblebee? Yeah. The whole four corners ball joints thing. Oh no, no, that's Wheelie. Wheelie's the ball joint. I thought I, did that. I thought I did that with you for uh, Bumblebee as well. No, yeah, no, Wheelie was the real bad one. Uh, Bum- Bumblebee wasn't out yet. We haven't okay. uh, we haven't seen each other in person since Bumblebee came out. Again, I, if I said I'm I'm lacking on brain juice, I don't think we've seen each other. Like, have you been? <laughs> have you been? <laughs> yeah. Well, you haven't no. seen Aaron. Are you the one who stole my fingerprint? <laughs> while no. I was asleep. Is that what all those no, transactions were? Not, all these, not at all. all these extra <laughs> extra Star Trek coins for for Star Trek. How do you Online? think you afforded the rescue bots? Damn it! That's a weird thing to steal my fingerprint for, but I approve. Um, yeah, I'm assuming that uh, that um, road burn here is going to be, I guess, wave five. He's probably the cup wave since he's got packaging done. Um, TJ, do you have any opinions on road burn? I'm astonished he's a red bumblebee that isn't a cliff jumper. I will just, I will credit that that we're getting away from that. There have already been people saying, "Hey, it's weird how he's not a cliff jumper." I'll make a cliff jumper head for him, and I'm like, "Come on, guys! Chase yeah. hasn't had a real like official toy since the '80s." <laughs> You're talking about look, okay, look, a throttle bot just got a new toy. <laughs> Don't take when does this, that yeah. ever happen? Don't take this away from Chase. <laughs> cliff jumper doesn't need your help. Poor, poor Chase. Like, it seems, it has me more hopeful because it seems like a specific choice. Like, maybe Cliffjumper might just get a new mold? Maybe? That would be nice. Um, also, I think in the in all those rumor lists that I'm terrible at keeping up with, there have been one or two other throttle bots whose names have been floating around as potentially coming up in 2017. Uh, and that would be kind of cool because Hasbro did have that, like they said kind of recently that they're sort of set on finishing teams if they start them mm-hmm. it'd be kind of cool if like you know the throttle bots happened in titan's return as a bunch of remolded legends like you know you've got brawn out there as another little truck you know a little four-wheeler mm-hmm. um so it'd be, it'd be pretty neat like i i always liked mm-hmm. me some throttle bots um i say that oh. even though i never finished the toy world once but I know the world would be a happier place for me if I had a new wide load. Oh man, I already I had a got toy a, as a kid. I already got a wide load. <laughs> it's called my opinions on Transformers. Uh, TJ, speaking of you, have you got a new picture pick? Well, I can go with the topical and talkative one and pick the Sergeant Cup that's been floating around everywhere. Yeah, uh, Ben Yee put the review up on his website with more pictures. 
Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not print exclusive. Uh, I actually don't know if his review on his site is identical to the one that was in the club magazine. But yeah, it's a, a you know packaged sample of Sergeant Cup with flint lock. It's looking pretty neat. He's looking neat. It's definitely in the IDW vein of what Cup looks like right now, cobbled with the very G1 vehicle mode. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was uh, saying last week, like, after all of our talk, like, I guess two weeks ago about that that toy, like, it's kind of cool that he does have the 86-ish uh, space pickup alt mode. Yeah, that does help connect him to the rest of the toy line that try, that's trying to stick to cartoon accuracy. Yeah. Like, I will admit to my grievances with the figure. Oh, I got a big one myself. <laughs> well, the, in the, well I was putting aside, like, coloration and things like that that Takara can fix. Yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of how boxy the toy is. Mm. Like, he is just straight up 90 degree angles in the torso. Which kind of gets on my nerves. Like, I, he, he feels like, I don't know, very Lego angular. I wonder uh, in his midsection how much of that could be like visually tweaked with paintwork on stuff like the windshield. Yeah, like on, on the sides. Yeah, maybe. Because um, yeah, my, I mean, my grievance is his helmet is gray, and I don't like it. I want his, <laughs> I want his helmet <laughs> yeah, well, to be turquoise. Yeah, that's that's very Marvel Comics. Yeah, yeah. If he's on, uh, I think it's image. It's halfway through the images. Uh, image twenty three of forty. Of Ben saying he's got it next to a G1 cup, and G1 cup had a gray helmet. I, I know he did. Ne- never yeah. liked that either. <laughs> yeah. you, you, you gotta you gotta pick which group of people you cheese off. Do you go for <laughs> the gray helmet to match a G1 toy? Do you go with the 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 turquoise one for the generations toy? Do you go with like blue? Do you go who do you make mad? Always make the people oh. who want toys mad. Well, that is the Hasbro strategy generally, though, is to go toy accurate. For sure, for sure. Because for them, for them, what the toy looked like is the canon. That's why we can't keep Rumble straight. But then, like, give him gray gloves, man. <laughs> Just never satisfied. Nope. If you're if you're taking away cups, cup having a colorful hat, then like you you've raised my hackles, and I'm going to start being petty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of never satisfied, vehicle mode. Mm-hmm. For me, like, okay, I'm happy that it's the space via the space pickup. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy mm-hmm. that he's got that Cybertronian mode. I like the shape of it. Uh, I'm not digging how many. I'm not digging how many cuts I'm seeing. Like something in me like sees that vehicle mode as how smooth it was. Oh yeah, yeah. This is definitely uh, anti-smooth. Yeah, it's, this yeah. is decidedly unsmooth. Yeah, no, I mean this is definitely silhouette over uh, over texture. Um, mm-hmm. Them getting that silhouette by having the arms form the top of the, I guess, cab um, has kind of that trick wins me over so yeah. much. I'm sort of like, okay with it. There's a part of me that's okay with it because that means it's not just a big shell that hangs off of him, like you know, like a hoodie that's not up. Yeah, right. At the same, yeah, at the same time, like that does take away just how sleek that vehicle looked yeah he which this, is really getting on my nerves this is not a fluoro deary kind of vehicle like no. there, there are no smooth lines going on here <laughs> there's there's zero curvature and that's that's totally like a valid like there's there's no argument against that if if that's really uh taking you out of it 
Like he and like his legs clearly like split open all kinds of ways uh, to form this shape. Um, it makes me again wonder. Like I, I definitely am after after what happened with Blur. I am really wondering what the Takaratomi version will look like. Oh yeah. Um, because paint can do so much to. Uh, not hide, but distract from stuff like all these seam lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it certainly doesn't help that these, like, you know, if you look at the, I guess, image 36 is the one I'm looking at, like a rear view of the vehicle mode. You're seeing like 90% mm-hmm. unpainted plastic and it's in a ton of seam lines. <laughs> so that probably is not doing any favors uh, to the thing. I'll give it credit, at least in the rear. He looks like he could be used as a pickup truck. Oh, yeah. And he's got a bunch of Titan Master pegs back there. Like, like, but that was the always thing about G1 Cup is that, okay, he looks like a pickup truck. He has no pickup bed. Yeah, there's a hole back there. <laughs> yeah, and no game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot about this that I like that just a, the amount of stuff about it I like is sort of like it is equal to plus about 200 grams to the stuff I don't like. So it, it kind of. The, the balance makes me pretty okay with him on the whole, although I would never really go to bat for the toy. <laughs> like, I'm not going to sit there going like, no, there are no seam lines. You're crazy. Like, there are plenty of them. <laughs> They're all over mm-hmm. the place. Um, but I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing, like, what the transformation is like in hand, like the motions of it. Uh, of course, I really want to see the Takaratomi version. Um, I'm happy that he's a new mold. Like, uh, hopefully he's not, like, the only new mold for a while, but he is... Uh, what I would call later in the line uh, to the point where I would start getting uh, more excited about every non-retool I see. Also makes me wonder who he might get retooled into, because he probably will, uh, especially being a deluxe. And I don't think he would just be a simple repaint with a head swap. I feel like he'd be <laughs> something else, but I don't know what. Um, Aaron, how are you feeling about Cup? Um, I really do like his lines. Um, I think it is very creative to use the arms to make that like, like the B pillar line of his pickup truck. I kind of wish that he had, um, truck like bed edges of some sort. Yeah. Like as the toy is, he's a flat bed, which I mean, is still a truck. He Um, kind of has edges. If you look at those like planks of plastic. Yeah. They're not good um, edges. Like, things will fall out of right. there real easy. Right. That's why I'm saying he's just, like, a flatbed, which, I mean, there are plenty of flatbed pickup trucks out there, so... Yeah. Heh. But, um... Yeah, I think, uh... I think it looks good. Well, it'll definitely be a thing I pick up, because I'm stupid for this line. Well, uh, TJ, are you thinking about, um... Like, especially now that we're this far in and you can kind of see the pattern... Are you thinking of going for American Cup, or are you thinking you might wait to look at Japanese Cup? I might do the thing that I have been doing, which is to purchase the American one to review and have opinion of, and then look forward to the Takara version, where mm-hmm. in which the American version gets banished to eBay. Banished or uh, retired? <laughs> Put to pasture. <laughs> they get on the boat. Uh, what's oh? What's the place they go to at the end of Lord of the Rings? You get on the white boats and you go to something ta- or other. I know what you're talking about. I was just gonna say Irivendell because that sounds like a Lord of the Rings thing, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, I um, I'm probably like right right now. I haven't picked up any of the Wave Three Deluxes because like I'm with Titans Return. I had such good fortune. I'm kind of set on my ways of like I want to wait and see if I can get Deluxes and stuff on sale. 
but uh, Japanese versions have been looking so much better for, at least in comparison to uh, what I feel like I would pay if I just went out and bought them day one um, back home. I feel like the little bit of extra uh, that, like, spending that on the paint on the on the figure itself on uh, on an 86 movie character, plus all the extra paint on the Titan Master, just super works for me. So I might I might wait and see um, unless, of course, Cup shows up in Canada and then immediately goes on sale, at which point, like, whatever, I'll I'll, I'll pick him up. Man. Um, I wonder if uh, Ben Yee is going to get any other advanced looks at stuff. The way that his review read, it was as if it was a uh, final thing for the uh, fun club. This one yeah. probably was, but I'm yeah. I wonder if maybe this you know this would establish a precedent of like over at Hasbro saying, "Hey, it seems like it actually works if we lend out a test shot to somebody trustworthy." Like it would be cool if Benji got to do this more often. I think it's all going to depend on what the um, Hasbro version of the um fans club thing becomes mm. um yeah. because if they if they continue to say like because they had the the uh whatever they touted in the beginning the the council um where you have a bunch of trusted fans and and uh people that are are known which could very well be a bunch of the same people that were previously on it mm-hmm. um i could see that being a good outlet or just have you know, do something like the designer desk videos have been on stuff maybe a little bit earlier for people that sign up for the for the fan club. You can get exclusive emails and links to videos on toys a little bit early. I just feel um, like I, I don't remember anything this detailed on a pre-release piece happening through the club's connection with Hasbro until like now. Right. So I wonder, I just wonder if maybe this is establishing a precedent that maybe would exist outside of a collector's club and more of a just direct connection to a known uh, fan. Yeah. Yeah. It it would be cool to see more advanced stuff from, you know, you know, popular reviewers getting their hands on these things. And speaking of which, I love Hasbro. Don't you love Hasbro? I love Hasbro. They're all right. <laughs> but to, to be honest, actually, I would, I would rather see this. Shut, limited shut, to, don't, don't, don't ruin this for nah, me. I, I'm going to I'm going to ruin this for everybody. I, I kind of <laughs> think like when I say I would like to see this happen again is specifically I'd like to see them send something to Ben Yee where he does his style of review and then sends it back to them because uh, that way you're getting a look at the figure um you're getting an opinion on it but it, it removes i don't know some of the what i would call the engineering spoilers i, I mm-hmm. guess like you know not knowing exactly how it works and it also would get rid of like listen if this started happening with youtube people it would at least for about a month probably start getting a little bit gross uh as far as the tone around talking about it and i i, I think there's something purer about it just being a ben Yi thing for now <laughs> But yeah. that's just me. that's why I'm saying it it have to be somebody that was very very well trusted that had been around for a while because you know if they send it to you know somebody that does occasional videos in Transformers but does more overall toy stuff a whole lot of Transformers people would be upset or if it goes to you know so you know one of you two that do videos then somebody from another site is going to get butt hurt because that's the way those seem to pan out. I think it's something that unless it is handled very carefully will end up doing potentially more harm than good. And now I'm going to pull the rubber mask off and be the monster. Since I'm in Canada, I would never get access to the stuff from Hasbro anyway. So right. 
Uh, why don't you well, just let me chill out Hasbro here? Canada and... people. Hasbro Canada people <laughs> yeah, always seem right. pretty cool at TF cons. They're like, yeah, trans trans. What was the last time we saw them at TF Con? Like five yeah, years it's, ago. It's been a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you didn't go over and talk to them. Yeah, it's all my Hurt fault. Their feelings. No, that's, I mean, yeah. Instead of doing that kind of stuff, I just sit here and I try to destroy opportunities. It's my it's my way. Sorry, TJ. Opportunities <sighs> must be destroyed. Um. Yeah, the cup. I you know it probably is. I would assume uh, wave. Four, right? That's the one that didn't just come out. Wave three just came out. Wave three just came out. All right, wave three so is I, just out. I'm guessing he's probably wave four or five. Wave five, right? We saw wave four at a thing, didn't we? Or my? I... Oh no, wave three is the one we saw at the last <laughs> thing. Man, this yeah. stuff is coming out fast. <laughs> Why is it coming out so fast? What do you think is up with that? Like six shot is out in Canada, sort of. I have one. How did that happen? I went to a Walmart and bought six shot like a week and a half ago. Did you buy enough for the rest of us? They only had two. So I bought enough for me and one other person. Okay. <laughs> I.e. two. Uh, and it's already been taken. And it wasn't either of you. I didn't want yours anyway. You wouldn't want one for Canadian retail plus shipping plus everything no, else. No, I wouldn't. Uh, actually, it wouldn't be that bad. A pre- it would be like the $10, $15 premium. Um. But you wouldn't want it. You wouldn't want it. Uh, no, I think the leader class is just or just okay enough at the price they're at. But like it blew it, mm-hmm. it blew my mind when I was talking to to Joe Ichabod some weeks ago last month, where I think it was where he mentioned offhand like, "Oh man, I'm still looking for Leader Soundwave," and I was like, "Leader Soundwave's been out from oh right, you're in the states." Because Leader Soundwave's been out in Canada for a bajillion years. Yeah, it Leader Soundwave had a weird. Like specialty stores got them right off the bat, seemingly at the same time that they got all the rest of Wave One. Yeah, and then nothing, and then it has shown up again. And I don't. the The bummer is, I'm like, it really sucks that you guys now have this rarity stigma built up around Leader Sound Wave of all figures. Yeah, like he's, you know, we're gonna talk about it later, <laughs> but he's just blaster. Uh, anyway, my new picture pick. Uh, I've been waffling between a couple things, but uh, this is something I don't think got too much coverage, and I'm kind of interested to see how it pans out. Uh, SXS Toys have been quiet for a very long time. They're an unofficial third-party company. Um, The last figure they released, if I recall correctly, it's the last figure of theirs I know about, because I picked them up for pretty cheap from repro labels, uh, was Overclocking, which was a version of Blur from his IDW Spotlight design. That's what it was roughly based on. And it was a pretty darn solid figure. Uh, and this was after they had released some pretty darn not solid figures. Uh, that Blurk was, was like, astoundingly solid from what I was expecting, from what I'd seen of, like, their swerve slash whatever else. Um, they're the red and blue truck man. So they, they've mm-hmm. popped up again, and they're doing a figure called Hot Flame, which is a Rodimus that is very much, it seems, based on how he looks in More Than Meets the Eye. Um, and I'm kind of... I'm kind of digging it. I uh, mostly because I really like the feel and the transformation scheme of overclocking. So whether or not they're doing a more than meets the eye character, I've just been wanting them to do another figure. Um, it being a Rodimus is sort of just a cherry on top. You know, hopefully he can escape that Rodimus curse of Rodimus toys often not turning out super well for whatever reason. Um, 
but uh, the robot mode looks fine to me. Like, you know, he's, he's not, of course, one-to-one perfect to more than meets the eye artwork, but you know, he looks close enough where I can look at him and go like, yeah, it's probably what he's based on. Uh, no alt mode shots yet, but uh, I was just happy to see SXS pop up again. Uh, I'm, I'm worried that by popping up with a more than meets the eye design, they're going to come under some of that viciously heavy uh, robot mode line art scrutiny that anything related to more than meets the eye tends to come under now when it comes out unofficially. Um, I, I still would rather see them uh, do what they There is an alt mode photo. Oh, is there? In that thread. Let's see if that link works for you. We give that a try. I, I didn't keep up at all. Oh, no, I hadn't seen that. That's a pretty darn <laughs> good alt mode. Like, that's that's what I recall his alt mode looking like the last time I saw it in the comic, kind of. I think in the comic it had bigger wheels. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, like the, a weird Tumblr-esque thing with the hot rod swoops on it. I kind of like that. Yeah. That I, sounds like you're trying to convince yourself that you like that. No, no, I do. I, I, I don't think it looks that great. I think it looks all right. Like, it's, the thing is, it looks all right, but because uh, I also just recently picked up some Iron Factory stuff. Um, it looks all right in the way that I generally am okay with Cybertronian alt modes and the natural jank that tends to come with that. This is certainly on the jankier level, but yeah, he, he... I think to me the biggest kick is the lack of continuity from the front of like that cockpit section. Oh, like the to la- what I think is like his waist, the lack area. of the lack of a hood. Yeah, more or less that that like piece. If that had another bit that folded out to continue that line out, it looks like it just drops off at a point. Oh that yeah, I'm for trying sure. to look between. Between the 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 robot mode and that like like buggy mode, like yeah. if something continued past that to help tie it together, I think it'd look a whole lot better. Oh, but it would, as it, it is, it looks like you're kind of looking up its skirt. It's uh, it's actually reminds me a lot of overclocking in that like his his vehicle mode had some pretty hard edges and wasn't like fantastic by any means. But it, it was decent enough where I, I felt happy with it. Like the, the main thing that I'm, I'm liking about this is it doesn't look like the robot lying down and twisted in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, TJ just, just linked some uh, some artwork from the comic book uh, where, yeah, uh, I think that the thing this thing's doing, actually, it's not really the lack of the hood. It's that that cockpit section is popped up. Like if that if that pop up part wasn't there, I think I'd be that happier. could be. Because um, I think the front looks looks all right, actually. It's the it's the cockpit is creating a new problem for itself. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, it looks like they ran out of space for the bulk to go. Yeah, most probably. Like the, that's that's one of the other things I, I liked about the robot mode on this guy was I couldn't really see an obvious transformation. Um, like at a glance, you can see like there are a couple wheels in the backs, like on his Achilles tendons. And on the backs of his uh, his forearms, but they're not super obvious from the front. Like I don't know, there's, if the transformation is is cool the way that the overclocking transformation was cool, I think I'll be all right with it. Like, uh, yeah, you know, flawed alt mode, decent robot mode. Hopefully, it's priced decently. Like it helps that I got overclocking for a pretty darn good discount. But uh, I was just really happy that SXS is still kicking around and working on a thing. Um even if it is somewhat flawed. I'm trying to figure out the transformation now. I think I kind of see it. Still looks all right. Hopefully it tabs together. 
Because that would suck if this thing doesn't tap together that well with all the seam lines everywhere. Uh, when you have a Cybertronian alt mode, this is also kind of going to my what we got this week. Like, I don't mind if it doesn't really look like anything as long as it looks like some kind of space vehicle. But I, I double dislike it if it doesn't really look like anything other than a space vehicle and it doesn't tab together super well. Because then, mm-hmm. it, it, then it's, it's losing the one thing that, that keeps it together and it just starts looking like yeah. a bent person. Yeah, if you get to make your own thing, make it good. Yeah. Right? Or make make it abstract, but make it a solid abstract object. So if I pick it up, I don't have, like, you know, arms and legs coming loose. Right. What I, what I mean is, you know, I'm not having to match the lines on, you know, a, a Ford F-150. I just have to make it look truckish. Yeah. Then you can do your own things to it. Or, you know, hey, I'm, you know, granted, they're matching comic art. Okay. But there are, you know, steps within that that you can play within the range of it in order to make it, you know, tab together well. You don't have yeah. to be slavish to, eh, no, 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 it's a 19.2 degree angle on something. And it's just like, no, we just make it work. Well, the, I think that with, uh, especially with More Than Meets the Eye, given the response on some of the Mastermind Creations figures, you have to get the robot mode right. And then usually the loudest folks will be okay if the alt mode has some uh, some jank mm-hmm. to it. So certainly, like, between the two modes, SXS seems to have focused on the one that will get them the most support. Uh, but I, I hate thinking about these things so, like, business-like. Uh, when, like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't hate it, but it's just one of those annoying things I find with unofficial Transformer discussion when it's like, well, what's the good business move right now for these guys with the market? Because I'm like we literally are a good chunk of the market. It feels like speculating on what we want about, I don't know. This is something disassociative about it that I, I, I find unpalatable. I've also been, I've, I've been hanging around masterpiece alike threads too much again. So I'm getting all jaded with that entire sub forum. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> good times. Go SXS, do a thing. I hope it turns out. Okay. If not, well, mastermind's doing one as well. And I think it also looks pretty cool. Um, let's do... Uh, so I, I lined this up. We, we got a, a little whack of listener questions I thought would be a great way to kick off the year um, with a trio of these. Uh, are you guys ready to answer these queries? Sure. Yeah, why not? All right. Listener question from that guy. Hello, all. For whatever reason, the Titans Return play pattern has really gotten its hooks into me. I'm having a blast play, uh painting up and playing with the Titan Masters, putting them in different vehicles, swapping heads, creating displays out of the base modes, etc. My enjoyment of this play pattern has made Titans return the line I am closest to completing. Uh, while that won't happen, the temptation to go line complete got me to think about how much I wanted to complete toy lines I had when I was a child. Whether it was Beast Wars, Lego Aquanauts, Street Sharks, or Jurassic Park Dinosaurs, can you guess my age? Seeing commercials of the toys I was missing was an almost distressful experience. Raptors are social creatures. I can't just own one or two. They need their pack, I would think to myself. Nowadays, I've got other things besides just toys to spend my money on, so my collecting follows strict rules. But the allure of the Titans Return play pattern makes me ask, have the WTFTFW podcast crew ever completed a line? What made you do it? How did that feel? Let me toy binge vicariously through you. Um, when it comes to lines like... Uh, oh, what's, hang on. What's, hey, Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> I'm getting some weird feedback on your end, but wow. uh, have you ever completed a toy line? Oh, well, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, 
six. Uh, yeah, most of them since like R.I.D. Does it feel good? Uh, yes and no. Um, yeah, I mm, I love the hunt. I love the hunt. Um, until you get into the weird dregs at the end of a line, or try and find the one oddball thing, mm-hmm. or roll with a bad crowd and become some sort of weird packaging completionist. Oh no! Yeah, but frequent tales that have been told. Yep. Don't roll with those crowds. It's a bad scene. They all got out of it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron, actually, I wanted to ask you, when you because, you know, you and me do a lot of Transformers buying. Yes. Uh, we are we are those guys who like to have one of every mold from a main line. Um, when it comes to something, like, let's take animated as an example, because that's one of the closest ones I can think of where I really went out to try to complete the thing. And then mm-hmm. I started hitting the thing of, do I count the activators? Do I count... Uh, the legends, do I count uh, the gimmick toys? Mm-hmm. So when you say line complete, do you also, do you, do you count those things or do you keep it to like the deluxe Voyager leader kind of family? So I think animated is when it really dropped off of that, off of being like everything that came out with the Transformers logo. Mm-hmm. Um, because in animated, it got, it spread decently. Um, and even then, I would try and get. I think I had quite a few of the activators and the like, um, just because they were interesting toys still. Yeah. Um, but I mean, some of those also became when it was difficult because there were. I, I want to say there were quite a few that were basically foreign exclusive, not through any direct means, not like hey only you know, European markets getting this, but just because of weird, especially with animated, the way that it had its weird release timings. Um, and like the show was on for dang near a whole season before the toys actually hit the mm. weird pipeline things happened. And then it turned out that you could only get some of these molds in Canada or in like the Ukraine or something weird, I think was one of them. Um, but yeah, so I would, consider uh mainline toys like you know the one-step activators or the three-step activators now that you see i have a hard time like considering though i mean i know they're transformers toys so they transform even it's not like they're weird static figures yeah but in my mind those don't kick the same way that an actual you know 10 or 12 or 15 step whatever they advertise um for for uh, the, the the current lines toys, how they throw that in a big number on the front of it. Um, I, I usually those, think about it feel differently. Yeah, I, I try to think about it as like when you say, you know, did you collect a line? I'm like, all right, like what is a collection? Like what were toys that were mm-hmm. designed to probably stand next to each other? Right. Uh, that's the way I think about it. Um, but yeah, Aaron, you and me, I think we have completed some lines. Yes. Right. Anything non-Transformers, though? Uh, what that I've completed lines of? Yeah, because I mean TJ, I'm sure like you you you've also completed lines. Like I've seen, yeah, I've seen I've seen them shelves. Uh huh. So I feel with Transformers, yes, we have completed lines, but I feel like the like the con- the conversation we're talking about here, I almost feel like it's more interesting if we think about non Transformers lines, like ones where it's not part of a greater whole, but like you know something weird like Street Sharks. Or uh, mm-hmm. Captain Power. I've I've got some Lego lines I've completed. 
kind of sort of how did that feel uh good um but like expensive <laughs> at times <laughs> uh because you know the smaller ones will be you know 15 30 dollar hits and then there's inevitably the 120 dollar big mamma jamma that's a part of it um I'm coming up on that with modulars other than the first three that I didn't know about before I started with them and are now obscenely expensive. Oh, come expensive. on. Take out a mortgage and get them. Oh, man. The, the the first three combined, I think last time I priced it was $3,200 Jesus. to get the first three. Well, that's that's well under half of $10,000. Like, that's you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. And the newest one is out now, but it's like $250 and I'm waiting for double points. In order to pull the trigger on that one. I always wonder if Lego, like they've got to take that into consideration, right? Like that any big budget, like big money set they release, people with a VIP card are probably not going to buy it day one unless they have the points. Because like, why would, except for you get people that get itchy and man, I got to, I mean, I almost, almost pulled the trigger on it this morning or yesterday morning on, you know, first thing on the first we're going into this, like driving to uh, to Indianapolis to get a hold of it, and yeah, Assembly Square. Oh no, I'm sorry, 280 backorders accepted will ship by January 19th. Since I didn't get it in that first rush, I'm going to have to wait on it, and well, I'm <laughs> fine with that. You got to wait a whole two and a half weeks. <laughs> well, that would be if I ordered it now. I would get it in two and a half weeks. And that's oh. just an estimate, really. Yeah. And that, like I said, for something like that, that is big enough of a purchase that it's not going to be that I that I was able to keep myself from making it an impulse purchase and will wait until it's, you know, double points because it's, uh, you know, it's the creator modulars. It'll hang around for three or four years. The pet mm-hmm. shop has finally fallen off the store. Wait, really? Yeah, really. Can't believe it. <laughs> that thing has been around um, for my entire Lego well. career. Well, four-year lifespan. Yeah. Yeah. That's so but, weird. Uh, that, that was just a thing I remember when I was when, yeah. when I was looking into all that stuff. But yeah, I think it'll still show up if you search for it, but it says uh, out of stock Ooh. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, da, 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 where are you? Yeah, so T-minus one year to get your palace cinemas. Oh, man. I might actually do yes. that. Pet shop. It was on sale at one twenty for its last price, but is says retiring soon as is now out of stock. So you may still be able to get it at Lego stores if they haven't sold through their on hand stock. But it is now off the uh, off the ordering board. All right. Well, uh, TJ, I wanted to ask you. Outside of Transformers, are there any lines you've actually gone complete on? See, you've seen the shelves, but actually, for Transformers, I've always been just slightly picky. Because I can go, like, one of every mold, but there is always stuff that I was just, I would eventually skip on. Mm. You know, especially getting to repaints and things like that. Like, because Armada basically released its entire line two times. This is true, but, so, you know. But. <laughs> some, of the, some of those things were pretty good homage repaints, right? right. It's, yeah. That was the insidious thing in the Unicron trilogy where they do the really weird color scheme first, like, you know, the like the leader Cybertron Megatron where he's just like Crayola exploded on him. Yeah. And then later down the line, it's like, here, it's just straight up Megatron. 
Yeah, and then it's like, well, now I need to get that one. It's like a candy-coated silver, too. It's just so perfect. Um, For lines outside of Transformers, because I'm not even sure... I, I'm not even sure I completed a Transformers toy line. I think Alternators I had completed for one time. Um... As a kid, there were two lines that I had to grab everything from when I saw it, and it was Terminator 2 and Aliens. Oh, you actually went all out on those? Um, I don't know what it was. I just really liked all the designs in the Terminator toys. I liked like the half-skin Arnold with the swappable arm and this gigantic cannon you could put there instead. Yeah, I yeah. Liked it. Like I like I loved the exploding T one thousand. I always wish I had gone deeper on those Kenner lions because I I always thought that those were some of the, the coolest like early nineties toy things uh, that that were out there. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, had one cause... or two. I had the uh, I had I, I had the exploding T one thousand. I had I think I had the gun arm Terminator, and then I had the the car with the yeah. with the helmet. Yeah, I had the car with the weird helmet, the big Terminator skull in the front. Yeah. Yeah, I had I had all of those. I even had like the Flesh Factory. Yeah, I got that at uh, Consumers Distributing, and then I beheld the wonder of what happens when you use the flesh after the first week or leave it <laughs> on one of the figures and it turns into tuna fish. Yeah, it was horrifying. No, but that what happened in both of those lines was they started getting really weird. And in the case of aliens, the toys started getting really hard to find. You know, like they made like a queen face hugger that I never saw, or yeah. a mantis alien I never saw. I think even uh, I think there was even a few that were KB Toys exclusives. Oh yeah, like a lot of a lot of weird yeah. kind of small lions. Because uh, I was going to say, I think this even happened with Street Sharks, uh, since that was in the question. Like it's actually hard to go complete on those lines because like a 90, 90, 90 to ninety nine percent of them you can get super easy. To moderately difficult then you get to the weird final couple figures that only came out in like brazil or yeah. some other tiny market which costs like 300 500 bucks a piece uh and and so line completion is actually not super easy on older toys in almost any sense uh mm-hmm. i think the only line i've actually completed since then was like if you wanted to get into like subsets of things i almost completed like the Mega Man x figure arts and that's which is not too hard but in the same vein like the only collection i have right now that i know is complete is my web divers had, well i mean that's that's not an easy one to go complete on no no you so, have two in particular that are like astoundingly rare which is which is amazing because one of them popped up on ebay today really yeah there's a wavarion oh dear I'm it's gonna... actually it's actually less than I paid for mine. I should not look at it, but you uh, how did it feel when you completed Web Diver? Because like that's an, that is a difficult line to complete. That was that was a really cool thing. Like I got lucky on Ditalion years ago, and it was Wivarion that was the holdout. That was six years. I saw one on eBay. I skipped it because it was missing the missiles, and then it was six years before I saw another one, and I had to haggle that one from the seller because he wanted to sell the entire toy line in one big batch and batch and i went back and forth with him for a month over why that is not going to work mm-hmm. but event eventually he broke it up and wiverion is staring at me from the shelves right now mm-hmm. he knows i'm talking about him man one of these days i want to go i want to finish web diver i really like web diver but i'm missing all the hard to find stuff <laughs> 
Well, that would be the trick. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, like, like uh, just as far as a line that I finished, like one of it's one that I always was really happy about finishing because it wasn't hard to finish, but it was just tricky enough. And then the line ended kind of, um, I think, right before it was going to get really good. But there was a common rider line called Motion Revive series back in the uh, the late aughts. Uh, and they were G.I. Joe scale common riders, and that line got pretty darn good. And having it complete felt really good, but the way the line ended, the line didn't really end, it just sort of stopped. And not having any more of them to, to look for, like this is the thing I find when I when you finish a line. I find it's it's actually not terribly satisfying unless like you have a display idea or if you really went in with the idea of what it would look like at the end. Um because usually it's just like, oh, now I don't have any more of them to look for. And then, I don't know, this it feels like something starts to go missing from, uh, you know, it's, it's like it's like when you go to uh, to take like classes somewhere for, you know, ballroom dancing or something. And then you finish your six weeks are done. And it's kind of like, huh, I don't really feel like like a badass ballroom dancer. Now I just feel like that class I was taking is over. <laughs> well, in a line like that, it just kind of they pick their favorites. It stops selling and then they don't do anymore. Yeah. So it's like we got half the characters we didn't get to, and we didn't do any characters from before that. Yeah. Because like that, technically that line continues as like candy toy figures that are made about the same way, just not quite, maybe not quite as well. Are you talking about um, Shoto? Well, Shoto, Shoto's the current one, but there were other candy toy lines going through there that had like similar design, size, and articulation, and all that. Yeah, like, yeah. Shoto's a little bit bigger than the uh, motion revives are. Well, those, those other those other four inch scale lines were like those had stickers and stuff. Um, so those were way more candy toy because motion revive was like everything was painted. Yeah. Um, and so like those those other lines like they're similar enough like they display fine but like I think Shoto is really the first time I've seen something similar to Motion Revive come back and uh, and Shoto uh, I think is higher quality than Motion Revive um, for the most part like there aren't there's not as there's no egregiously unpainted accessories um, there aren't as many accessories in general but um, none, none of the accessories have ever struck me as like oh this is like completely missing any kind of paint to pick anything out uh shoto rider has actually become my new favorite thing to try to go completion on because like you know i got series three it was really good and then it became this huge fight to try to find series one and two <laughs> and then it became this huge fight to tr- to go like hey is there actually a way i could get six shocker riders from series four? Oh god and uh, and maybe i figured out a way <laughs> but see that's one of those lines where there is a there is a finishing line to it because they are mindful of like all the sh- the uh the uh showa riders that they're releasing they are and and i actually that's part of what's made um shodo uh, a much more fun line to collect than motion revive because like they're not just making it fully old 70s riders but like by ser- by series four like hey we've got the original seven riders all done and then series five is like we're gonna add the eighth one and it feels like they're, they're building on these little completion milestones uh, and I kind I kind of like it, so I don't know. Like completing a line is really weird. Like with with Titans Return, if you complete Titans Return, like that's going to have a definitive end, and thus mm-hmm. you're going to know what you're finishing, and it'll probably be pretty satisfying. Like I I I went all in on Combiner Wars for the mo- like aside from single pack scatter shot, who I now kind of wish I had because they're probably going to do a Repro Labels conversion set for them. <laughs> but uh, 
like you know if, if you really like a line finishing it kind of it feels cool because when you're done and you do if you do really like that line now you can go oh i wonder what it would be like to take this part and this part while well, i have the whole line here in front of me so i can do whatever i want with it you know i can compare and connect whatever figures i want to um if you if you are a big fan of something it is fun uh from just a you know sit down and play with some toys perspective or you know mess around and be academic about what you're doing um anyway i hope that answered your question that guy uh we also have one here from bioblade who actually has two questions uh question first if you were oh we also called you guys a merry band of misfits fyi um question first if you were to create a figure display of lost light crew from more than meets the eye what would your ideal lineup be which figures would you use for which character any particular way you choose to pose certain ones describe your ideal setup uh i don't want to make you guys have to like figure out all of these details for a massive cast of characters but i guess like the way i would look at this this question is like do you have a figure display of lost light crew or do you at least have the means to make one like i feel like i do um i probably could yeah, between yeah. stuff from Combiner Wars and Titans Return and other assorted bits and bobs. Yeah, like it's hard to it's hard to get a cast that actually looks like they do like design wise. But mm-hmm. I think I've got enough that I could like put them on one shelf and go, oh, Lost Light. That makes sense. Yeah. And like, do you, and and I mean, when it comes to making a Lost Light crew, do you guys, when you think Lost Light crew display, are you guys actually thinking of like everyone, like right down to the background characters, or are you really just thinking of like those standout few? I'm, It'd be the I, main characters, your tertiary characters. I'd be surprised if there are even toys for many of them that aren't G1. Yeah, I'm looking at the primary characters, the one the comic has spotlighted, even like for certain amounts of time like brains like for like uh brainstorm yeah so i try as i my brain still gets him and highbrow confused for some reason um in my head the shelf and the display has enough space behind it to where i have the necessary amount of space to lay characters down upon their deaths in the book so that's that's what the way I think about it is to me my lost light crew display is from the opening half of like season two when you have cap you have co captains so you got Megatron in there you've got all the season two editions but nobody's really died yet like that's mm-hmm. kind of the way I'd go about it so I could have like oh yeah there's hoist and there's trailbreaker slash cutter and there's Captain Megatron and Rodimus and Brainstorm and everyone's happy and nothing bad's happened yet uh, that's probably the way I would I would go about it. Um, but there are there are some characters where like I don't feel like there are representative figures yet, even going into unofficial stuff. Like it's only recently that there is a Megatron that I feel fits that display, and it's because Mastermind Creations is doing one that's based somewhat on the uh, the season two Alex Milne design. Um, I've never been into Combiner Wars Megatron standing in for Captain Megatron because that head is wrong. It doesn't look like him at all. Uh, it looks incredibly G one Megatron, and I just don't connect the two together at all um there's also no chrome dome that i feel good about using for for that setup yet the closest thing is the club chrome dome but that's still like a bit of a stretch for me so there there are still holes there like i also i don't think there's a world that i'm happy with for a lost light world um generations world is a good toy but he's not lost light world to me 
Uh, it's very much. Let's just remake the G1 toys since we can't have the old mold anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there there are some characters where um like a display would be very that's why I've never made a display yet cuz I'm just not happy with enough of the core characters I'm after. Um and I, I think also if you're going to do a lost light crew display like I would I would say you've really got to start looking into some unofficial stuff cuz like, you know, for Tailgate there is a, Tailgate and Swerve make toys made excellent more than meets the eye oriented Tailgate and Swerve figures that I would say are basically necessary for such a display. Um, and you know, of course there is, there is a third party company who's done any of the DJD, but then like, how do you work in that stuff? Like, you know, the, I, I've got some DJD and a really good looking IDW overlord. I guess I'd put them over in the corner and I'd, I'd just have them all hang out right behind Trailbreaker. Uh, but yeah, you know, Hey, what do you do if a, if a getaway comes out, right? Are you going to split up the mutineers from the, uh, you know, the main cast? Should we tell him a getaway did come out? Or? Does that getaway count? <laughs> um, I'm debating that. Because he doesn't look very good. Uh, I just sold mine on eBay today. Yeah, that's the story of that getaway. From one. <laughs> Even the rapper label set, like they made his vehicle mode look really good. And then the robot mode was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when repo labels gives up on you that's a problem yeah yeah that 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 is unfortunate that figure in my opinion anyway um but yeah it's it's really hard to say because i think a lot of people do lost light displays it's a really common um just you know shelf to have right now in the fandom but i think everyone has a slightly different idea of what is acceptable to put there like i know a lot of people use combiner wars leader megatron in that shelf and that's fine um i think friggin josh bertram posted a picture he's using rioter despotron in that shelf and that's fine uh just for me like i i I can't you, you can't just put an autobot symbol on a megatron like that's not enough for me for a lost light display mm-hmm. um so I'm I'm I don't know I I've never felt like I had enough stuff that that could make one up I'd be happy with uh, quite yet, but um, I would I, I don't even know what I could say about like you know going deeper in the question like how would you pose them like you know like I guess like Lost Light Crew would be a display and then um, yeah yeah you know lie down the ones who are dead I guess <laughs> get some uh, you, could, you could get some blue flowers to put everywhere uh, put on top of the dead ones I don't know. Um, do you guys have any particular poses you'd want to do? Like, I guess Swerve could be up to mischief. I don't know. I'm typically pretty bad about posing. It's kind of a stance with gun up. Um, I think a lot of times because that's kind of shelf space efficient as well. Then if you yeah, have a that's bunch of things that are dynamically posed when they're doing jumping jacks, that takes a whole lot more space than if they're just standing there like, ah, gun at the ready or... Maybe if heights work right, I might have one holding a gun up over another one's shoulder. But I just because of space concerns tend to be pretty, pretty boring. Yeah, that's the hard part about a display like that is that you could have it looking like an action pose. You could have it looking like all like the whole crew, like geared up and fighting the DJD. Everyone just guns up ready for war. But that takes a pretty big space. That's a lot of open area that that that, that requires. So I don't know. Maybe like you ha- you have to go with like just the standard like roll call. Everyone just standing there. 
The nice thing about the Lost Light crew is you can recreate that cover shot where everyone's just kind of crammed together. Yeah, I was going to say with the Lost Light, it, you know, even just the ace stance guns up thing takes up more space than you have to because you can have everyone just on top of each other. Uh, just like crowded together for like a class photo, get all the boyfriends together, just have some of them carry each other, you know, like you can really. Oh, yeah, it's the yeah. easiest find, find space for rewind and tailgate. Yeah, just put them on people's shoulders. Um, you know, depending how you feel, you can really get ratchet and drift and hot rod all together in some arrangement. Uh, figure out who the alpha is amidst those three and do as you do. Uh yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, that, I, I don't think it's a bad thing, actually, that I would say there's no real perfect way to do a Lost Light display. Because, you know, there's a lot of books now. And there's there's a whole lot of stories you can tell visually with those characters. Um, I think I would just say I would not go for anything super canon, because that's too difficult. <laughs> I would just pile up toys that are relevant and then figure something out that's funny. But the thing I usually do is I like to surround Trailbreaker with members of the DJD. And then have them all like dance or hold hands, uh, or you know have have Voss and him kind of just arm in arm, because people tend to react when I take photos of that, and that that makes me happy. Uh, second question from Bioblade. Speaking of poses, some of us just plain suck at them. Aaron, uh, trial and error just doesn't seem to be cutting it, and we are sick of having all our toys stuck standing straight back with arms at their sides. Aaron, I didn't even read this oh. question before. <laughs> We, mm-hmm. we just negated here. half of our conversation. So, Aaron, any suggestions on how to improve these skills or where to look for tips? Keep up the good work. <laughs> click. Again, it, it all depends on, you know, I'm just going for mass stock area. So boring poses it has to be. If you have a big shelf area and not a whole lot of stuff, I don't know. You can, depending on how well it poses, you can have it running or like two-handed shooting on slightly leaning back or anything it's it's creativity sit there and play with the toy and figure it out yeah um i I got i got an answer i can give maybe it's a bit lengthy um tj do you have any uh input on just like how to get better at posing your figures actually we just talked for a while about a pretty good resource i would consider the comics a pretty good example of like just giving you ideas for characterful poses since it's based on stock visuals, mm-hmm. you know, you know, still, you know, still images that have to convey what the character is doing, the emotion they're going through. It's a great thing to just like go through it and see what the toys can replicate. Sometimes the articulations there, sometimes it's not, but it kind of leads you down the road of figuring out just how much expression you can get out of a piece of plastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and kind of stemming off of that what i would say is if you feel like you just can't think of how to pose your toys look at what other people's photographs are like uh not even like you know look at the people who do really high quality photographs but also look at just what people on twitter who post lots of toy photos do go find fake eyes 22 and look at the things he does with his action figures go find t16 skyhop and see just how many figures can take on like like there are people who have certain poses they like to put all toys into and i think that's a great place to start from like i started to pick up some of that stuff like uh hard return uh often has a, a very dynamic heroic stance he likes to put figures in I, I started messing around with that myself just to see the or to open up 
the the range of a figure in hand. Uh, the T-16 Skyhop sass pose is actually a really great test for a toy to see if it can do it. And then from there, you can start to figure out other stuff by tweaking things. Uh, David Fake Eyes has got some some pretty great Spider-Man poses that if you can get a robot to do it, that's even better. Um, like, just look around and see what people who like taking photos of toys do with their toys when they take photos of them. Um, I think that's a really great place to start. Um, also, like, one thing I would recommend is just think about, like, a basic stance. Like, you know, obviously you can't do this on all toys, but try to identify, like, what your favorite uh, cool-looking stance is. Look at look at stuff like Bandai of Japan photography of, like, stuff like fig arts, because they usually will have, like, the basic, here's the fig arts toy standing there. But it's not just standing there stock still, it's standing there with a certain slope to its body. So figure out, like, okay, how is it doing that slope? Like, the feet are pointed outwards slightly. There's a bit of a curvature going from the ankles up to the hips, then, uh, you know, an S-curve going through the spine up to the neck. Like, how much can I replicate that? Um, and, you know, just if you start looking at that stuff and thinking about the individual aspects that make up what looks kind of cool start mixing those aspects with other aspects from other cool poses and you, you know sometimes you end up with a horrific frankenstein pose but sometimes you end up with something that's really neat and stand out so just look to see what other people do and mimic other people um that's kind of the best way to learn anything really uh you know just try to do what you think other people do that looks or sounds cool and then you're not going to do it perfectly right and the ways that you do it incorrectly are going to become your own thing. And then that can that can turn into something really neat. So that's that's my recommendation. Um, we got one more listener question here from El Gudo, uh, who says it's going to be a bit of a long one. So you guys ready for a bit of a long one? Sure. It's a very like, carefully worded like, answer. Do we have, do we have, a, do we have a choice? No. I just like being polite. You know, I'm like the, I'm like, I'm like the, what's it, the executioner who's like, uh, hey, you ready for this? You know, before I put my black hood on. <laughs> One, two, <laughs> wait, any last words? Any Three, last, oh, nope. Any last words? Ah, oh, too long. Guess I cut your breath off. You cut, cut off your last word. Ah, uh, your head's rolling away. Whatever. Uh, so El Gudo writes, Hello, Evangelist and Co. Sorry, it's going to be a bit of a long one, but I hope you guys can comment on the state of third-party masterpiece versus official Takara products based on first-hand experience or what you've seen online. Do you guys think that third-party companies have finally crossed that line wherein they're actually releasing better products than Takara Tomy? Not just in quality, but in price point as well. Case in point, I got DX9 Mitron before Masterpiece Megatron 2 was announced, and I'm quite happy with them. Given Ma Masterpiece Megatron selling at a considerably higher price point i'm considering passing on him entirely and just sticking with my mitron uh and just for people who don't understand how what all that is is about here i'll lay it out for you dx9 released a masterpiece style megatron called mitron uh released him for about 120 dollars um and masterpiece megatron the official new masterpiece megatron is 200 some dollars or is he 180 us i can't quite remember i think it's huh. bounced back and forth around that range okay but a whole um, lot more basically <laughs> Uh, so that's that's what he's talking about there. 
Um, El Gudo's next example is Masterpiece Inferno. He says, I don't know how you guys feel about Masterpieces being more tune or toy accurate, but I feel that aside from that smart ladder hiding gimmick, he's just too cartoon accurate and looks off compared to earlier Masterpiece bots who I think found a smart mix of tune and toy. So much so that I'm finding Mastermind Creations backdraft looking a whole lot better for my tastes. Plus, because there are multiple offerings of single characters by third party companies, it's given me options like mixing Mastermind Creations Inferno with Make Toys Grapple and just totally skipping the official one. Initially, for me, it was black and white. Official always trumps any third-party offering, and the only reason I would get any third-party stuff would be to fill in holes in my collection not filled in by Takara. But lately, the choice for me has been looking more gray. What about you guys? Uh, so once again, I'm going to say I have uh, an answer for this very much set in my head, but I don't want to just, like, spew it out right now. Um, so, uh, TJ, like, you're not a big third-party buyer at all, as we've talked about before. You kind of have – you dipped your toe back in for the first time in a while. Um, yeah on something that also totally is not a masterpiece toy by any oh, definition yeah. in no way but um how, how do you feel about uh in in the realm of masterpiece from what you've seen and with with the shift in masterpieces official aesthetic like do you feel like there is more of a gray zone now than before not necessarily for you but just for buyers in general i think that just comes with the evolution of the third party in general not only in technology and figuring out just how to actually accomplish the designs they want to accomplish, but also finding out how close they can come to making it look official without actually getting uh, in any kind of trouble for it. Because we've seen varying degrees of that in the past. They used to be, uh, it kind of looks like a Constructicon, doesn't it? Mm. It vaguely looks like Hook. And now it's just, oh yeah, that's straight up Hook. It's like, just, just go for it now. For so, me, so, for me now, it's at the point where when I see the one that vaguely looks like Hook, I get more excited because like that's more rare nowadays. <laughs> well, now it's kind of artist spin has to go into things like that now because there's so many of them. Yeah, but I, I think it's always just going to be like whatever suits your taste. Like I always want something that looks like the cartoon because I was too young to play with the toys. Like when G One was actually on the air, like first run. I was, uh, I was only like two or three. Like I was just old enough, uh, to start playing with them when it was kind of in its dying day and it's yard sales and VHSs that really taught me what transformers were. Mm. So for me, it's always going to, I'm always going to go toward cartoon accurate. So like, I'm very cool with masterpiece Inferno as is. Or just, um, like, the, the current direction Masterpiece is in right now. Yeah. Like, that's got to be up mm -hmm. your alley. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah it's getting there. It's another reason, I'm, it's another reason why, like, third-party Megatrons aren't really uh, cutting it for me the way the Masterpiece one is. It's a lot more expensive, I'll give it that. For what I've seen out of Masterpiece, there always seems to be some reason for that. You know, MP Primal's pretty expensive for his size, but what they accomplished with, like, the fur texture and paint is astounding to me mm -hmm. you know and it's good no no good. i was gonna say like with masterpiece megatron uh number two like you know that price is is, is high uh and i'm hoping that you know once we get him in hand like it'll it'll be easier to figure out where that money's going like masterpiece shockwave is if you ignore his electronics he's way the hell too expensive for what he is yeah. uh you have to look at his electronics the bummer is his electronics don't even hit the point I would like them to hit because I feel like one is missing. 
So that's that's always been a crit I had on that toy. But at least, you know, you can look at him and go like, all right, now I see why he costs as much. It's because of all these pulsating LEDs. So with Masterpiece Megatron number two, I'm hoping that, you know, once we get a better idea of the electronics side of him and, you know, seeing how all of his stock pieces work, what with them all having like multiple functions. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and of course, the transformation itself, you know, it'll 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 make more sense. But on the ad set, like and this is the thing about Masterpiece now, there are so many different kinds of Masterpiece collectors. Like there are ones who just want one that looks good standing there in robot mode. And, right. at, that, and at that point, it's like, hey, if the one that's one hundred and twenty bucks looks good to you standing there in robot mode, you probably should buy it instead of the twice as expensive one that does a whole lot more if you're mm-hmm. not really going to engage with any of that functionality. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like for me, I think at this point, I've just learned to really trust what Takara has been doing. Mm. I think, it, I think it was early this year when, uh, Ironhide came out and just from just low being like accessory loaded and the transformation being just absolutely brilliant. Like that's a really inspired way of getting that van to actually look like the G1 cartoon. Mm. I think that just made me go, okay. There's a reason the people who work for Takara work for Takara. These people know what they are doing. So, you know what? If they make a Megatron that they say takes $200, I'm reasonably convinced there's a reason why. Yeah. yeah. Now, there's, ever since, I think MP10 was the last time I really questioned a, a Masterpiece toy's price. He was kind of too expensive for what he was, but you looked at the trailer and the fact that the entire thing was painted silver all the way through, had a bunch of moving parts, and it's like, yeah, I see how this ends up costing this much. You know, buying Fig Arts bikes, I think, really helped inform that, because Fig Arts bikes are too much for what they are. Yeah. But you can see how they end up costing that, because they're super duper painted, and de- or at least they're supposed to be. Then every now and then you get one that maybe isn't, and it's like, no, this figure spike actually just sucks, because this doesn't even feel like a $50 toy. But that's, you know, besides the point. Um, Aaron, what about you? Like, how do you feel about, about uh, things right now with Masterpiece and the Masterpiece style? Um... I think we've talked before where I think the Masterpiece style just kind of pinballs back and forth between like 60% toy, 40% comic or tune, and then, you know, it will ping the other way to be 60% tune and 40% toy. Um, And it all just comes to like, where, where is your line? Do you prefer it to be more cartoon or do you prefer it to be more toy? I like it to be a little bit more toy, but... I appreciate the, it seems like almost the additional effort that goes into taking something that shouldn't work because, ah, we just did whatever uh, for the cartoon and make it into something that does work. Well, that's where I think you and me are going to always be a little bit screwed because it's like, cause I, I'm the similar, like I kind of, I kind of like the idea of like a high end version of the old toy more, but mm-hmm. the engineering nerd in me, the guy who likes cool toy engineering, like making the cartoon yes. look work is always going to be more interestingly engineered because it has mm-hmm. to pull physics tricks. And so it's going to be like, yeah. all right, I kind of prefer the way the toyetic third party Inferno looks, but the official masterpiece one is doing tricks to look the way it does. And I cannot look away from that. And it's actually really cool. Mm-hmm. So basically me and Aaron are always screwed. That's the story of us and transformers. But yeah, <laughs> um, as far as third party versus first party, what do you like? That's always going to be my answer. If you think that you like the other one better, then go for it. Um, 
you know i i tend not to jump so much into third party stuff because it seems frequently as if it is a higher value or a higher cost um to an item um especially when comparing size because um what was what was the the backdraft versus inferno so like what was the size difference on those because i've not messed with backdraft so this this is where things have actually shifted a bit um backdraft was is uh, about 90 to 100 bucks and he's about twice as heavy and i think slightly taller than masterpiece inferno okay so there, there that's where some of the shift has happened price wise like the thing he's talking about with the megatrons uh, DX9 Mitron is also a very thick, heavy toy with some really cool engineering tricks. And so now the old, ad- at least with Masterpiece alikes, the old adage of the third party toys are always going to cost more. That's actually not true anymore in the Masterpiece alike field. OK. Um, and be it because, you know, official Masterpieces are sometimes getting more expensive or because some third party companies are taking a bigger hit to remain competitive uh the price part of a masterpiece style collector uh outlook has really shifted in the last year and a half or so it's really weird like i actually was double like i don't pay attention to it enough but i was triple taking at tfcon when i was like wait like you know mastermind backdraft is what because like this one booth was selling them for like 85 90 bucks and i was like wait a second how much is masterpiece inferno (laughs) What did I pay okay. for Masterpiece Inferno again? That's why I'm so annoyed I, about the size of his box and how much of it's taken up by chest plates. I'm like, I guess that I still have a bunch of old uh, old memories locked in of price point stuff, at least. When it, when it came to uh, third-party stuff being compared directly to mainline toys, that's because that's how things were for the longest time. Uh, then it was definitely a different story. But now that a lot of unofficial stuff's lining up against increasingly more expensive official masterpiece toys like the price argument has gotten super duper gray um mm-hmm. it's just it's interesting because it i don't know i this will just flow into my own answer so i don't want to go all the way yet i don't want to i just want to dip the tip in but aaron i'll pull the tip back out of my answer okay you have anything else i mean you want to that was i mean basically mine i you know get get what you like the most and have fun with it oh no that, get, i mean it, it i i guess a lot of my thoughts also come down to um you know the, the point of this stuff is you know an enjoyment of the hobby get the one that you think is reviewing better and you're going to be more likely to enjoy over you know if you're not getting it from the first party then you're uh disgusting human being that deserves every bad thing that happens to you yeah i I was gonna say like where you're coming from is is also the healthiest outlook to have the uh the whole like you know the whole having loyalty to or not not having loyalty i should say having an outspoken prideful loyalty to one side of this or the other is like one of the most massive wastes of energy you could engage in uh Mm -hmm. it's up there with discussing the morality of the toys you're buying uh, beyond straight up mold theft, like mold theft is definitely something to talk about because that is a very direct physical uh, thing. It's very easily quantifiable in the physical. 
beyond that, when you get into IP and stuff, um, you just got to accept that this is all IP infringing to some degree. Mm-hmm. But to get into the morality of of your collection, whether it is a true Transformers collection because it is moral, uh, is another colossal waste of time and energy. Because uh, that's that's talking about the validation of other people's hobby in your eyes or theirs or vice versa. It's a waste of your time. So don't get into it. Trust me. Uh, but yeah, as far as this, the, the, the meat of this question, what I would say is it's always been gray. But Masterpiece Toys, going into the, like, during the Hasui era, the Shoga Hasui era, I think it was still gray, but it was way less obviously gray because during Shoga Hasui's Masterpiece run, it felt like Masterpiece had a very defined direction that it was going to stick to. Um, with the advent of Masterpiece Tracks, Masterpiece Hot Rod, Masterpiece Inferno, and Masterpiece Ironhide, the Masterpiece aesthetic has clearly completely shifted in another direction. Um, not of you know, not to the point of invalidating the Hasui era by any means, but Masterpiece toys are way the hell more cartoon oriented now than they were when Shoga Hasui was working on them. And I think that it really does show when you put like you know, when you put Masterpiece Inferno next to Masterpiece Sideswipe, I don't think they look bad together, but I think they look incredibly different together. Um, more so than if you put Masterpiece Sideswipe next to Masterpiece Prowl. So the gray zone that already existed is now made it's laid far more bare now that you don't have what I would call, I guess, the security blanket of the Hasui era to turn to of like, well, all masterpiece toys kind of look like this because they don't anymore. Uh, they didn't before Shogo Hasui took over that whole thing. And now that he's working on movie toys, masterpiece has kind of moved in its own direction again, a better direction than it was before he was holding on to it. But the gray zone is definitely there. It's always been there. It's just louder now. Uh, I think that it's actually a lot simpler now because uh, you have two extremes. You have, does it look like the G1 toy or the G1 cartoon or where does it fall in between and where official masterpiece does not fulfill someone's personal taste. It seems like a third party offering generally does. Uh, If a particular third party offering doesn't, it seems like you'll usually have two to three options to look through to choose the one you like the most. Uh, This certainly isn't great for the people making third-party toys because it means that everyone wanting to make something has massive amounts of competition to work against. And there is still, in general, uh, in the greater buyerhood, from what I understand, if Takara Tomi announces something, uh, your numbers on your toy you're releasing as far as sales will dip immensely uh, if it came out before or after that announcement. So, like, choice is great for the buyer, maybe not so much for the maker. I would say perhaps some of the makers should think about a new plan of action. Uh, That's why I really like uh, Masterpiece of Likes that have more of a a self-contained collector nature, like Ocular Max pieces all sort of look like they belong together, whether or not they're with a Masterpiece display. Um and I think that's a really smart thing to build into your masterpiece alikes, have it like making them be part of their own line first, and then they happen to fit in with masterpiece after that, I think is a far smarter approach and also a way more interesting one. But before I get off on that tangent, if you're just a collector, you have a lot of choice for sure. Uh, it's, it is a gray zone for sure. Um, I don't think third party companies have crossed the line where they're releasing actually better products than Takara Tomy uh, in quality and price point as well, specifically to quote the question. But I think that 
there are, depending on your taste, way more it's way more likely you're going to find something that satisfies you now. Uh, and it's way less likely you're going to buy something that you don't a hundred percent really want to get into. Like, you know, maybe you'll not be a hundred percent, maybe it'll be like 90%, but you're not having to concede your taste as much right now. Uh, you know, if you don't like the way that the upcoming masterpiece Megatron looks, Mitron and Despotron are two extremely solid options that I recently reviewed. Uh, so they're on my mind right now. They are both very solid toys for completely different reasons. Uh, and the ways they are solid are not really invalidated by the existence of Masterpiece Megatron too, because he's his own thing. So yes, it is a massive gray zone. Uh, and the more that collectors recognize it's a massive gray zone, uh, I think the nicer conversation we'll get about the massive gray zone is... You want to see some some toy collector conversation that gets insufferable real fast. You go into the third-party sub-forum and watch people argue with each other about which company's doing a masterpiece-style toy the right way. Um, more people are waking up to the fact that there are these different extremes getting catered to, but there's still a whole lot of, like, very silly company loyalties uh, that I just... I, I mean, I can't say I don't understand them because I can figure them out. You know, I used to do that myself a whole lot, but no company is going to reward you for being, you know, part of their team. They don't care. They just want you to buy their toys until until they actually come up with like reward point things. But but even even then, imagine if they went back to tech spec points, even then, that's all just a quantified way of saying, hey, did you buy a lot of our stuff or not? Like, they don't care if you're also going to bat for their aesthetic or their quality. Like they for the most part, they don't care. If, if you're buying, then they care. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's all going to go into my into my into my book. Company loyalty is a lie. Coming out later this year, uh, available in all fine bookstores. Um, I hope that answers your question, El Gudo. Um, hope that we didn't go on too long there. I kind of had. I have opinions about this stuff. Uh, no. And it's a bummer because a lot of my opinions tend to come down to really wanting to give a lot of crap to people who collect masterpiece toys, uh, especially ones who buy unofficial ones, because I find a lot of that talk just so irritating. But, like, it sucks because, like, if if a company makes something that totally looks like a Transformers product, I'm super into it because I, I like Transformers products, but I really hate how that often predicates this notion that if they don't make something that looks like Transformers products, they're doing it wrong, when it's like the very nature of that market should be that whatever they make, if it's what the designer wants to make, it is correct. Uh, and and as much as I like stuff that looks like Transformers, I far less like the idea of saying, well, this doesn't look enough like Transformers, so it's wrong. Uh, yeah, it doesn't view my personal opinion of what it should look like. Yeah, and most people really do mean that, but, like, the language on the subforum could just be so frustrating to dig through, where it's like, uh, I don't understand why this toy exists, because another, like, you know, <laughs> it probably exists because the designer thinks it looks cool. Um, if it exists because that company actually wants to make you replace an existing figure, then they're probably extremely misguided, but I just don't feel that that's the case in a lot of, in a lot of uh, figures that come out in that marketplace. So I don't know. That's a whole can of worms I could get into some other time. Uh, before we do that, why don't we just celebrate the holiday season and talk about what we got this week? What would this being the week after the holidays? So what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna 
pass a hot mic around and just talk about things that we got one at a time. We're gonna we're not gonna go like Aaron, tell me everything. TJ, tell me everything. We're actually gonna go like just a thing at a time, hot potato style. Um, but to kick it off, Aaron, talking about hey. on-topic Transformers things. Did you get anything this week? And what was uh, it? What's one? I'll start with the thing that I got like right after the last recording. Was I got Titans Return Soundwave. And it turns out he's exactly like Blaster. What? Um, yeah, go figure. Um, the the clear chest really bums me a whole lot more than like having it in hand. It it feels even worse than photos and seeing it even in the box. It's the worst thing to happen um, to Transformers is, in 2016, in my opinion. It, it is the it's, worst thing to ever have. Uh, it's so ugly. Yeah, I I mean. You know, and and Blaster, he's, I guess his is two part for his chest, mm. whereas Soundwave doesn't have like the. Oh no, I guess he does have the flip up bit on the inside of it. Oh, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was saying because Blaster's is. Hold on, Blaster is right here. Let me grab it. Uh, you can hear him bending. Back. Yeah. So it, that actually is two separate pieces, with a drop in piece, for. So it's clear. So, man, I guess maybe they wanted to keep it clear, but didn't want to do like three pieces for his chest or something. But still, man, like Aaron rough. You should just get the rapper label set. I it's it's already on order. Like a quarter of it is about fixing that thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, it was my I did order that and got their one cent um, brainstorm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Labels still. And then also have the uh, the um, labels for Masterpiece Hot Rod on there, too, because I've been told multiple times that that is almost a necessity as well. Well, the tire stickers are. Yeah. Um, some of the other labels, not so much. Cause... Well, I, th- I think some of the things he needs more detailing, the arms and shins for sure can use more hmm. and his like waist there. It, it will benefit from it. Um, but Soundwave like i appreciate the remold to change the way that his speakers look to make it slightly different mm-hmm. but there's just man enough of the other stuff is you know they remold the skirt so he has the the play buttons it's it's minor stuff that does change the look and feel of him but man pick one of them that you like don't don't do like i did well i mean okay I think it's cool to get both of them because they, they they both look so similar. It kind of it, it makes the fight between them a bit cooler. But like, right. if you're gonna get a Soundwave, figure out if, what is cheaper: getting the Japanese one or getting the American one and the rubber labels. Because if you just get the American one, like the that translucent chest plate, I didn't see that in person for a while because the first time I got Soundwave, he had the rubber labels already applied. And okay. so I spent like a good week and a half going like, oh, it looks okay. Then I saw one in stores finally, and I was like, holy god that looks then, unfinished yeah the other thing that's kind of a bummer is his titan master head um is basically the same I mean, it's the same legs and arms as blasters it's just a different chest piece mm-hmm. for him and then like his the forehead of the titan master is smooth it's like so it, you know it relies entirely on the helmet to have the like all the crest stuff and there's not even like a small call to it on his titan master head oh yeah i mean 
with that so with, you with, can't like drop Soundwave's head onto another robot and have it look kind of like Soundwave. Yeah, the way that you can with many no. of the other Titan Masters. I've kind of given up on the leader heads working on anyone who's not another leader toy. You know, as you're talking, but, but it's not I... even that because I mean I've got Blaster right here. His head still has a head crest thing that looks like vaguely blast or blasterish and could work for like a like a comic blaster maybe or something I guess. where it's still not the entirety of it but it at least looks like a complete head i could toss this head on another body and it's going to look like a head it's like i got, I got sound bad wa- news for you about six sound wave sound wave <laughs> looks like like he just got entirely shaved on his head. Six shot and is missing a chunk of his head if you use his head on its own. Like right, I know. His I eyebrow know line is is much higher <laughs> than it should be. But at least six shot you can also have him like always have his head in his in, Oh yeah, on, you can't do that on stump. Yeah. I forgot and you can't do that on that. Get away normal. with it. Uh TJ, you were saying something? I was gonna say since uh Christmas just gave me a leader class blaster for the first time. I have no sound waves. My first experience with the mole. I'm just sitting here, like, just now swapping around heads and things, just seeing what works. And it's like, wow, that that's actually kind of cool that the head, like, would still fit onto Lux, but it actually fits for blaster. I wonder how that works. Oh, his face is gigantic. Okay, that's yeah. how that works. Yeah, yeah the, the, leader, well, the leader toys uh, face sculpts make the gimmick just not really work for them super well. And I don't think that they should have compromised those to fit on deluxe toys. The other thing though, is with as tight as Soundwave's helmet is, I've dropped a couple other heads on the neck hole and you got to really like force the enclosing helmet into place. Where I think that part of his having an entirely, smooth forehead is so that this helmet can come together and it looks good it looks like a very good sound wave head but Mm -hmm. like you've got this gimmick you there should be like an overall like design box that everything has to play inside of that and it seems like sound wave dropped even further down that line yeah with with the boom box or with the helmet guys um well actually just with the boom box guys specifically when i put other heads on those guys i usually just fold the helmet away yeah, and I just go like, now nah, just have a tiny head on top of the body, and it's yeah, it's the first thing I did. Yeah, just it co- it comes across very uh, Energon Optimus with Omega Supreme. Yeah, just just like yeah. teeny tiny Siren head on top of Blaster's body, and I'm like, no, this kind of works because this looks like Siren has co opted the Blaster body, you know, in an emergency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that so. Pick the leader you like, man, and go with that. If you want both of them or dumb like me, uh, you can get both, I guess. But I'd probably go, like, if I had it all to do over again and didn't have the, the like, itchy urge to get um, everything right as it comes out, I'd say Soundwave is probably the better one of the two. A little bit more cohesive for this other than the stupid clear chest that... An eleven dollar sticker kit is on its way to fix. Mm. Um, I think Soundwave's maybe just a touch, but like it's all, it's going to be another one of those where it's a shades of what's your preferred cassette storing robot, 
And again, disappointment that it only holds one thing in his chest and it comes with a thing that fills it in the first place. Yeah, that's the thing that I think really is, is the biggest bummer about that gimmick. It, it's It gets its legs cut off as soon as you buy the base toy. Because it's like, mm-hmm. well, what am I going to do with the, the block that's in here other than like throw yeah. it in a box? It wouldn't be so bad if it plugged onto the back or something or turned into a gun or... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it just a hunk of plastic. And like the one place it can store when it's not inside there, you can't eat like, you know, you can stick it onto the handle um, like from the base mode setup. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, that doesn't look really look any good in robot mode. And he's got a big thing sticking off his back. Um, speaking of which, TJ, since this is your, this is your first time with that mold, uh, how do you feel about the base mode? Uh, the base mode I'm fine with. I grew up on like Power Master Optimus Prime, so I'm very familiar with the aesthetic on those. Mm-hmm. But that worked out for me actually pretty well. That I was happy with. Um, I think I think the base mode for Blaster is where you really justify the fact that these leader class work with the Titan gimmick as well. Because just mm-hmm. having that tiny little Blaster that I can actually have like on the big uh, base mode that he forms is such a nice little touch for the play pattern. Yeah. Like, I th- I, th- I think just adding that little touch of scale in there is uh, is a worthwhile use of the, of the gimmick. Now, well, it falls apart on some of them. You know, like, I, I, I'll... I'm, I'm sure it's very nice to have... Uh, it's very nice to have six-shot you know, have a little pilot for his, all of his vehicles and such, but uh, doesn't really need it as much as like it doesn't come in handy as much as blasters does. I think. No, I mean that's that's why one of the nice parts about Leader Six Shot is that you can, for the most part, entirely ignore the Headmaster gimmick and not really lose out on anything. Because uh, like his his cockpit actually doesn't even get used for every vehicle. A lot of the vehicles just have you sit a guy on the top level like there's little seats molded in oh right yeah um and they're not very good seats so it's like just ignore them keep them keep them as a head <laughs> mm-hmm. um i like at least seeing that with the stuff i've seen of six shot of those are seats for other dudes right. yeah and i mean and, and also i think that of all the guys who had a base mode like blaster and Soundwave, i think really did it the best because it's the dance party it's so topical mm-hmm. uh yeah it just works really well for them, too, since they turn into a box, so they have so much more room to play with that. Mm-hmm. Like, having Blaster in hand, I really don't feel any need to get the Soundwave. Mm-hmm. It might just be because, A, I've got, like, the music label Soundwave, who's still just really nice as just a figure. And, B, I've got Masterpiece Soundwave on the way, so what do I need with two big Soundwaves? Yeah. But... Like, Blaster was always the big toy. Like, again, we're going with Hasbro will always stick to what is accurate to the toys. So something in my head, even though I'm more cartoon-focused, is like, Blaster's super tall. Because that's how he was before. Well, and then, you know, if you don't want him to be massive, you can just, you can come up with a Transtector, you know, story for him. Where the, the little headmaster is actually Blaster. And then the rest of that whole thing is like the Blast Master suit or whatever. <laughs> um, they should get me to write Transformers. That would be great. We'd only get copyright infringement from a couple of movies. Um, well, I got to. I got. I got. I got. I got oh, I'm going to take the mic next. Um, 
Okay. I want to talk about something I'm very I'm very excited about, but before I do that, I'm going to talk about something I'm not very excited about. Legends Bumblebee from Titans Return. Uh, TJ, you got this too, right? Uh, yep, all three. All right, so this little Bumblebee. What an inoffensive car mode. What an inoffensive <laughs> robot mode. What an inoffensive transformation with a cute little trick for folding a whole bunch of the car up into his belly. Uh... When when has there ever been so loudly adequate a legends toy <laughs> who does nothing to inspire and little to impress but nothing to offend? <laughs> he could he could have never come out and my life would be the same. Uh I think that really uh, the one thing this toy was going to do that I thought would have made me excited was the part where you could put Titan Masters into him. But then to put a Titan Master into him, you have to halfways untransform the car mode because it's tabbed in on the back. Yeah. And that you, you basically have to unroll him. Yeah. And like that just kills the flow because like wheelie, you just flip the cockpit up, throw someone in, close it. You're done. So here's what bugged me. It's cool that he can fit a Titan Master and he fits it way better than wheelie does because mm-hmm. the vehicle despite being completely hollow for the gimmick actually holds together really well when you're putting it, when you're putting something inside. Yeah. Um, then you close it up and you can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> cause there's no windows. There's no window. It's just, you know, there's and, a thing in there cause it's a bit heavier. Here's the thing. The yeah. top of it, the top section where all the windows are is fully painted. Like it's black plastic on yellow with yellow paint. Yeah. Which is what they do mm-hmm. when they meant to make it translucent. Yeah. I'm really curious what the Japanese version is going to look like. Like, if they're going to go just, like, for a straight, clear window, like, on on Japanese wheelie. Like, I have to think that. Um, like, I have to think it's a residual for what Takara is going to do, but it stuns me that Hasbro didn't when it's down to a choice in plastic. Yeah, it's just, like, considering how much harder a time wheelie has staying together... In car mode, I just find everything about him more inspiring <laughs> and more exciting because, like, Legends Wheelie is at least trying to do new stuff. Uh, right. Le- Legends Bumblebee is just like, you know, and I'm sure someone can easily say, like, well, what were you expecting? But, you know, Transformers often has little surprises here and there in the main lines. It's just that this Bumblebee is uh, a-, a brutally adequate toy. <laughs> uh, and if you want to save some money, you can not buy him, and then you you'll probably feel the same as if you had bought him. Like he's just just he's nothing about him. He's he's. <laughs> I think he serves enough of a purpose, especially if this is going to become a thing, and we're going to get more mini bots as larger Legends class figures. Yeah, or you know, I... if if you want this mold, you can just get the Throttlebot version. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's. To me, Bumblebee, like, we're going back to this, but this is cartoon accurate. Bumblebee's supposed to be the small one. And this is what we basically have now is a tiny version of the classics figure. Yeah, yeah. Except, you know, because it's got very much the same aesthetic to it. Outside of, like... I wish there was a waist joint, or I wish there there was a sculpted tilt to the ankles. I wish I could flip the top of the arms around so the bulk went to the back, not the front. That's the first thing Crin said 
was like that part where yeah that that bulk that's like sticking forward on the top of the arms mm-hmm. she's like oh this feels like you should be able to flip it up and i'm like yes it does uh <laughs> his shoulders and his feet there's nothing wrong with them but they feel like th- if they did something then it would be exciting instead they do enough to not offend <laughs> they just sit there he's a very boring toy <laughs> I like that he can do the cockpit mode way better than the previous attempt. Mm. And I like having a Bumblebee who is, with the other figures, the size I would expect Bumblebee to be. The one thing he does that I thought was kind of cool is the way that his, like, the black platform that his neck is on. Mm-hmm. I like the way that, that when that tabs into the angular slot, it forms, like, a solid, flat surface. Yeah. Like, that's really cool. That's the one little moment where I'm like, oh, neat. And then he stops transforming, and I'm like, "Oh, he's done." <laughs> okay. Well, the well that well there the torso transformation in general is actually not bad. Oh, you know everything tucks up, and the yeah yeah that neat little peg in that makes everything nice and solid. If someone could just make me some new l- arms and legs for him, that are more exciting. Like I, it's all ball joint connected. Just make me some new shoulders. I can just you know yank them off, plug in some new ones that do more. I don't care what they do, like put some lights and sounds into them or something <laughs> lights and lights and sound shoulders <laughs> yes give them working tail lights i don't know uh anyway that's the story of bumblebee um tj what's mm-hmm. uh what's something you've got that's on topic um well as long as we're at the size class i could talk about you know kickback and gnaw let's talk about kickback talk about kickback um I'm going to go ahead and say the weakest of the three Insecticons. I agree. And I really didn't want to say that. Yeah. Kickback was the one I had as a kid. So I was always, I was really looking forward to them when they said, well, we're going to complete the groups now. Like, awesome. Cause I need that one. Mm-hmm. And ugh. I mean, okay, here's the thing. This, Cause he's, he's kind of similar to Bumblebee. He doesn't do anything that makes him suddenly fail. You know, there's nothing about him that I find makes him like, oh, I I wish I didn't buy this toy. He's so bad. It's just he's again, he's really, really adequate. He looks like kickback. Yeah. And like that's that's his big thing is he looks like kickback in both modes. It's like, that's cool. Is he fun to transform? I, I kind of <laughs> like it's not like he's not fun to transform, but it's the it's the arm part that gets on my nerves because it never feels like I'm transforming it the right way. Yeah, the arms are like it's it's surprising how tricky his arms are with like the really weird like corkscrew shoulder rotation. Yeah, where one of my shoulders doesn't actually go all the way up the way the other one does. <laughs> oh no. Uh, and I, and I don't even remember anymore if it was like that before I tried transforming him. Uh, but like, he just, you know, where bombshell feels like a really complete toy and scrapnel feels like a simpler, but complete toy. Like kickback feels like this figure that finished the minimum and then went like, I'm done. Listen, I'm just here because they said they're going to finish the team. All right. 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 Oh, right. Titans return. What if the diaclone thing on my chest opens? And there are foot pegs. All right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't mind that so much because I remember that detail so well from the old toy. 
Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, I think it is ludicrous if you're going to say like, oh, the Titan Master should have fit all the way into his chest. It's like, that's, yeah, that's, that's not going to work. No. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm looking at those wings and going, God, I don't want him to sit back that far. Like, I don't want to be like cobbled up into all the kibble. I want them like at the shoulders where they're supposed to be. Yeah. The wi- that's his that's his silhouette. Like the wings, just- the wings are like. If if you just put them the way they're supposed to look, like on the packaging where they're sticking up in that certain angle, it's like, all right, they're fulfilling their role in his silhouette. But yeah, they're like in kind of the wrong place. And then because of the, the place they're in, for wings that are super, like pretty decently jointed, like there's not a whole lot you can really do with them. Yeah. Because if you start moving them outwards, then it really shows that they're not connected to his shoulders at all. They're connected to the backpack. Mm-hmm. Uh and also, like, the bug leg backpack, I don't care that the bug legs don't articulate. Like, I'm fine with that. But he ends up with them, like, splayed out in the most unflattering way they could be. Like, where they're, like, sticking, like, in this kind of circular shape mm-hmm. on his back. So you can't not see them. Uh, Yeah, and in no way that looks cool. Like, nothing, like pointed forward as like tarantula style these are actually guns yeah they're just nah he has this circle on his back made out of legs uh it's a shame because like there's a lot like i like his colors a lot um yeah the colors were great like the the translucent yellow feels really on topic it sucks that it doesn't match the other two but then i guess that's just the theme that's the thing is that I can't decide whether or not I like the fact that they all have like that slightly distinct yellow to them. Yeah. Because the black and the purple are close enough. Yeah. I, I'm perfectly fine with that. I can't decide whether or not I wanted them all like all three perfectly identical or if I like them each having that little touch that's different from the others. Yeah, I still haven't come to a decision because like. I think it would have been worse if Kickback matched Bombshell or Scrapnel. Because then it's like, all right, oh, now, yeah. one, now one of them just doesn't look right. Yeah. <laughs> Can't have that stand out. Um, and, like, I like his head sculpt. I kind of like the liberties taken with the antenna, making them, you know, so big. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of matches his body shape. Like, he kind of, he looks, he looks like a, a more uh, just monstrous robot um, in, a, in a sort of gangly, like, muscular basketball player sort of way right um so i mean and his his insect mode looks completely fine and it's not hard to get it to look like a good you know standing grasshopper so it's he's just kind of like bumblebee like he doesn't do very much wrong he just doesn't do a lot right either he's he gets by he's a c student yeah like he's he's too aware that his existence is enough since the other two already got made so it's just like, no, all I know is I have to show up and be kickback and people will be satisfied. So that's all I'm doing. Also, is the neck joint on yours really tight? Um, Yeah, kind of. Like, I thought I was going to break his neck when I was trying to twist his head. I had to check the instructions to see if his head even rotated. Yeah, it's a little discouraging when it's part of the transformation. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am kind of looking forward to seeing a Japanese release of this to see, A, if they match it to the Adventures versions of the other two. And B, just to see if, I don't know, because the, sh- the the feel of the shoulders that don't quite match up and the feel of the neck, like, I wonder if that stuff feeling better would make me warm up to the toy more. Um, But yeah, he's uh, he's not very, 
it's weird like he finishes the set but in the least exciting way possible yeah i could actually very easily see takara chroming the wings and i genuinely wonder if that's going to make me like it or not yeah i uh, i've seen some people who painted the wings silver themselves and it did it, it did a lot to make him look more exciting uh this is any he could he could use anything to look more exciting really like <laughs> that's 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 the big problem with them really uh so that's the story of kickback um i'd like to flip over to aaron now aaron did you get any other transformers this week uh i did i got the remainder of wave three titan masters and tj you've got so that too right uh-huh all right i don't <sighs> Fangry Tarot and Sawback. Um, and I have to say, of the three of them, I really like Sawback. Of these three, Sawback has got to be my fave because of the way that the Titan Master integrates to become like the main of the lion and because he turns into something kind of other than a gun. Hmm. It's, but it's... Um, a callback to what was it leon 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 okay sorry i stressed the wrong syllable there did you i, can't um, even t- I thought you said i thought you said it right i thought i thought he was right okay i said leon and then you're like leon <laughs> i mean that's basically the same thing it's like are you quebecois or are you you know european french um but no these three are are the uh the three new ones out of wave three uh, where Taro is the swoop head with a swoop robot thing. And actually, I like the jet thing that he turns into. I thought I would like that less than I ended up for his not integrated into it mode. Mm-hmm. And the Fangry one seems like it missed a pass of engineering or something. Uh, just the way that like the monster head hangs out over top of everything in in one mode and then like the wolf head is there for the like dragon right on the back mode and like there was something missing in between there um but and hey they're more they're more titan masters more little robot dudes toy accessories yeah i uh i feel bad about that wave i've got it on the way but like it's not the wave with shuffler and shufflers kind of made me forget about a lot of wave three because yeah. you know that's that he's a perfect that's, little elephant. That's next wave is what Shuffler and Repugnus or what we know out of it so far. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like that's kind of taking some of the the heat out of the heels of Wave Three for me. Because like Sawback looks cool. I don't know. Like TJ, how do you feel about about Sawback? Or do you feel like Aaron's on the mark with his? Um, I think this one's going to be a very divisive uh, wave of toys because. Mm. I don't know, like, Sawback has this nice little lion mode, and I love mm-hmm. that the head mode matches the original Leon so well. I don't know what else he turns into. I can't... Oh, for, he, for his his other mode? I, I, it's yeah. like a shield. Is it? I thought it was a kite. No. Transforms into a kite for a vehicle mode. Because it looks, it just looks like a lion oh, doing for a his, handstand. For like his vehicle mode thing, yeah, his vehicle mode thing is weird. Um, I was saying like his his weapon mode thing. Yeah, well, he comes packaged in the weird mode. Yeah. Well, no, he doesn't because the really weird one is where you have to like fold his 
fold that plastic piece up to fold it back down. And then you, you flip it around and then he, they has pegs that he puts his feet into that then becomes where his handle then becomes like the jet or something. What's this guy doing? What's he up to? I don't know. I don't know. All I know is I saw a really good fan mode where you just take Leon and you basically turn him into the head of a lion mode where Weird Wolf's body is the rest of the lion. And it looked pretty darn cool. Okay, I'll have to find that. I want to try doing that whenever I get that guy. No, but uh, Tarot for me was actually pretty boring. Like, okay, it's Swoop's head, but... Uh, and I I like the little I, I like the little pteranodon jet. Uh, he turns into a paper crane when he fol- when he transforms. Mm-hmm. Like and so the jet doesn't the jet doesn't work for me. And then you have like the weapon mode, which is just like the halfway point between those two modes and a handle. And like I, I, like, I envision I, it like some sort of bow type thing. Oh yeah, it's the, definitely uh, a, the handle's yeah, like sideways. It, yeah, it's a yeah, it's like a bowcaster weapon. Definitely. I don't know. It just seems like it lacks some imagination compared to the others. Mm. Well, I think they just leaned as far as they could into like, hey, this is Swoop, who was a robot, you know, pterodactyl thing, and we need to keep that in there. And hey, you've got really thin wings. There's not a whole lot you can do with it. Right. What about what about Fangry? Is there going to be a fight here over Fangry? There might be. Fangry was my favorite of the wave. Because I've seen people loud, louding Fangry on Twitter as like the the best of the Titan Masters to date. That might be a stretch. All right, I have no I, idea. I haven't. Messed I'm with them. still big on Crash Bash. No, Fangry is this perfect as a tiny little G1 Fangry. The beast mo- mode is perfect. I, you know, I absolutely love that. And yeah, he turns into a dragon and that's the way to win my heart over is to give me a robot dragon, especially one of the little tiny robot rider. I just wish that for the, the beast mode part of it, that that dragon head hid better. Like where he has the part on the wings that you sit on. If there was something there that covered the head better, I think that would get a whole lot more, uh, love out of me for that yeah yeah maybe i don't know but i love the i love the variety of the of the beast modes from the the winged werewolf to the very classic style dragon i do like that it's a very like it's it's like an all if i need like D &D miniatures it's like a nice all-in-one I really liked it when someone pointed out the thing I hadn't even noticed that that wave is entirely beast uh, partner vehicles. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that, that's kind of cool. Um, I mean, it's a shame none of them are shuffler because that would have been even cooler. But hey, you know, take what you can get. Um, all right. Uh, well, I, I what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to pass on my turn in order to sit on Legends Gnaw. I call talking about Legends Gnaw as a topic, but I want to save him for the end. So, TJ, have you got another on-topic 
uh, uh transformer you'd like to talk about let's see i've got the other del i've got the deluxes for wave three now oh uh aaron did you get those at all i have wave three deluxes yeah all right um do you guys want to just gab about them a little oh. bit because i don't i remember i remember aaron got them before me yeah well so uh, he's already been through them okay yeah because i hate hot rod with a fiery passion remember yeah, right. You're the only guy in the entire fandom who hates the Hot Rod toy. Uh -huh. <laughs> you had people give... Was it Hot Rod or was it was it Double Cross to Inferno where people were giving you coaching in the thread and on Twitter? It was Hot Rod. Like, well, what's the difference between him... If it's an uninspired transformation, what's the difference between him and, like, the aerial bots? It's like, well, the aerial bots were doing a specific thing better than this guy does. Like I, I knew you were gonna catch something for your for your hot rod opinions. I just wasn't sure what. So it was, it was kind of fun to to wait and see. Uh, well, I don't know, TJ. Let's just let's start. Do you how you you like you like Rodimus? Mm -hmm. Do Do you think the Titans Return one is okay? Uh, I like him. Yes, I do. All right. I I will say yes. The transformation is uninspired. No, okay, it's a very es essential thing, especially when compared to like like the G one, the G one toy. I can remember for its time being really complicated, especially in like the year three stuff that was very simplified. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I don't mind it necessarily. There's some characters where I like a quick fluid transformation, so I don't mind it too much. You know, and I and when it comes up to a silhouette that's very much hot rod and comes up to it better than the classics one did then i all then i don't really i i can't fault it you know hmm. this is like uh, i you know i can't say i wish his torso flipped three more directions to end up looking exactly like it does now yeah like the end the end result is what you're looking for yeah um on that toy i mean uh i did you know, I've got I've got uh, a little bit of looseness in the hips, but it still holds well enough. So, you know, I'm not going to complain. How's your Titan uh, Master? Uh, I don't have I don't have the super jiggle that Aaron has. Like I can I can wave him around, and I don't get that little rattling. Oh, that's really good because like that's well, it's really good that those are out there ones that don't jiggle. But that really bums me out that there is still that disparity between reports. In wave mm -hmm. three, I know silhouette wise, the only thing that bugs me is how high those shoulders are, and this is bugging me in the visuals or in the uh, the images we saw before. And it's a common thing with hot rods where you can't really see the spoiler. Yeah, like mm -hmm. it, there's just like little peaks of yellow behind him, and like that for me is like the detail on hot rod. You know, it's and like an arm cannon on Megatron or something. It's like I that's the part I need to see. And the tall shoulders thing is still bugging you, like, even in person. Like, it doesn't really go away um, when you can, like... Because I remember Classics Hot Rod, you know, back in 06. That toy looked a lot better in person than you did in photos because you could, like, you know, play with the angles a little bit. Mm -hmm. But that's not really a thing with the shoulders on that guy, right? No, not really. Aw. Like, they gonna like... It, it, there's some plastic you might be able to trim down to bring them down a little bit lower. But other than that... His big ass shoulders. Yeah. All right. Well, how about uh, let's get the other junk one out of the way. Uh, how's Getaway? Um, sold on eBay. All right. I didn't even open them. 
How's uh, <laughs> um, that's quick. How's 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 that Twinferno? I love the Twinferno. Because mm-hmm. that also generates from my love of the original toy in the first place. But you add on what I think is a really clever little transformation on top of that. Because he turns inside out, which is lovely. Yeah. And he does what I always thought Beast figures should do, which is turn those folded up rear legs into the feet. Just fold them down underneath the legs and make them into feet. Like that's something that's like such an obvious thing to do. I was kind of annoyed when like uh, uh, Skull Smasher didn't do it. Yeah, like you just have those like tiny leg pods on the sides of the. Well, yeah, Skull Smasher also bugged me because he had. You, you know, it would have been great is if those leg pods folded into the inside of the feet. That's to make the heels. other option. Yes, like that's yeah. that's the thing that more so irritated me with him. Um, but yeah, uh, it, I, I always like it when when. You can get away from like on bug formers, not having a backpack or, you know, arm pods made of little spindly limbs. They're just hanging out mm-hmm. you know, have a, have a cleaner look in the robot mode. No, but a lot of Twinferno hits me in the right way. Which... Does he does he hit you as well as trigger happy, though? Because that seems to be the Ooh. debate for that wave. That's the tricky one. I saw some people calling trigger happy like toy of the year. I know um, I'm so friggin' bummed yeah. I haven't had like had my hands on one yet. Like I think that's a little bit I think that's a little bit of the newness still shining. Mm. Yeah. Like, but it, the trigger happy is really good. Yeah. Like like I do get some problematic things with him. Like a lot of his stuff ends up just kind of hanging off of his arms, so he's a little bit awkward to pose. But that transformation at a deluxe size is beautiful. Yeah, he he is one where I was willing to actually just like pay the twenty bucks if I saw him in person, like new on a shelf. But mm-hmm. even like the specialty shop I went to, he was the one they weren't selling on his own. It was just a wall of hot rods, and I was like, "Damn it!" But uh, no, it's, I mean, it sounds like it, you know. It's a it, it's a strong wave on the back of two real standouts. Yeah. And uh and then you got Hot Rod and Getaway. And it seems like, you know, opinions will very much vary on those cuz I know for a fact there are some people who like that Getaway more so than just liking it cuz they own it. Well, I I I got money for mine so somebody wanted him. Yeah. <laughs> I got money for mine. He's a great toy. He turned into money. Yeah. I wish more toys did that. Um. Yeah, I hope I can find that wave, but I I just I don't want to like throw money down to get it as soon as possible. Right, it's gonna make Trigger happy all the more sweeter when I yeah. Um, I want to I want to bat back over quickly, Aaron. Do you have any other Transformers? Uh, I do. All I right. got a, a, a lobster bisque. Uh, bisque. Sorry. And, uh... <laughs> Before you go into the deets on him. Just okay. just for capsule. Beats. Are you gonna get Thermidor the blue repaint? Uh, as soon as I saw that name, I was like, Fur. yeah. I, uh, so you, have you seen any? Just of, because of the stupid name. Have you seen the episodes that he's in? No, I have. I he, he's a pirate. Very much need to catch up on he's robots a, in disguise. He's a Yahar R Yahar pirate. 
Okay. Called Thermidor. It's pretty good. Hey, it was like I said, they had me at Thermidor for lobster. <laughs> I, man, I don't like how. Someone working on the show. Same, same, <laughs> same, same with Bisque. It's like, okay, he's a lobster. Lobster Bisque. Okay. I'll, all right. That that works very well. Um, but no, it's he makes a good car mode. My biggest issue is that when I tab his, I think it's the driver side. He's in he's in robot mode right now, so I can't uh, remember for sure. But I think it's yeah, his driver side. When I tab everything together, there's something that has just a little bit too much flash or something to it, so that once I put the like his thumb claw that goes back, that's like the door sill ends up pushing another part out so it doesn't hold together very well and there's just nothing i can do um or nothing that i can see directly that is like what's causing that blockage if there's some excess flash in there or if something's going on um and it's kind of frustrating hmm but again it's a case of him and crap the uh white autobot jet is the other um, robots in disguise thing that I got, and I'm forgetting his name right now. Storm shot, storm shot. I keep thinking storm shadow. It's like no, that's that's not it. Um, uh, he's a, that one is a good jet, and I kind of like the way that his backpack has like a double flip in it, in order to like tighten everything up, get his airplane cockpit out of the way, and reorient the way that his wings are. Yeah. Um, however, both both of them were bought at the full price point, of oh. like seventeen dollars, and oh, um, I would. Yeah, it's it's the rough thing with these guys of like retail is not a good price. They look like super toys. good twelve dollar toys. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> again. It's it's continuing the. It's a simpler transformation, mm-hmm. and it just that this feels like they're really good like old style legends that are upscaled well it's like it's like they're really cool toys that some maniac is keeps wanting to sell at the same or higher price point than generations deluxes yeah and like you know every time i've gotten like at that point it's like well then just you know like i've, I've been if i see bisque i'll probably pick him up because i can't resist the bisque but yeah i've that, not been hunting because i like got, gotten just because of the name and it's dumb and but right in the right ways. I've not been hunting um, for him because I'm like, end of the day, I'd rather get the Adventures Japanese version who costs like, you know, 25, 30, but has a whole ton more paint and then most probably slightly better build construction. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I saw I saw a video of Stormshot recently because I was bored and uh, that backpack flip looked really cool. Yeah, it's the way that that works is is really neat. Um, I I think that that would be a good uh, a good you like that bit of engineering could work well in a couple other places. Yeah, I think to to change the way that all of it works. But I mean, tricks again, tricks man, are cool. It, Stick around. Like he's got the Combiner Wars leg transformation. Yeah, everyone's and he, starting to he use. actually has like a slightly different angle inside of the leg that I'm not sure. I mean, it, so it's not like it ends up straight. It it's canted some. 
mm. when it all comes together. Um, but yeah, it's again, it's pretty basic transformation. That backpack trick is pretty neat, and the fact that you can play with his two blasters, you can combine them together to make a bigger one, is kind of interesting. Um, but like I'd say, like Bisque is the one that's worth that price just because of the dumb name and that he's a lobster. He's and a, it's a kooky dumb design. Reason. He and it, 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 it is a it is a kooky design, and it's a neat car mode. As long as you know, if I could get the, to combine together, and I've had two or three other people on Twitter and Facebook say like, "Yeah, mine had that same problem too." So I'm glad to know I'm not unique and messed up. You but, are not unique. Um, <laughs> but for for Storm Shot, it's a good. This would be a great ten dollar toy. It'd be an okay twelve dollar toy at sixteen. Ah. So I remember I remember what $16 used to be. That was called a mega. At 16, buy trigger happy. Yeah. Um buy trigger happy and a Titan Master sometimes heck. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, when I bought my Wave 3 Deluxes, it was Walmart $10. But that is it for my Transformers gets. Well, uh TJ, um Actually, just quickly, I'm going to throw out one that I got because I've realized we're passing a mic around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned them before. I got the Iron Factory uh, Drifts. Um, I'll link you guys the thread. Uh, this was actually a gift from uh, from both Kryn and her mom. Uh, oh, no, no. The Naws were. This was a gift from Kryn. The Naws and Associated were a gift from Kryn and her mom. I got gifts. I feel so happy. But uh, the Iron Factory, Norimune and Muramasa, uh, Drift and Deadlock. They're basically the same figure with, like, different shoulders, different heads, different uh, chests, and different weapons. Um, probably the best robot modes Iron Factory has done to date from stuff I've handled. They're really nice robot modes. They're, you know, pocket scale. They look good. They pose really well. Um, the vehicle modes, I don't mind. Like, I like Cybertronian vehicles. I like the Iron Factory take on Cybertronian vehicles. The thing I don't like about about these guys is getting them to their vehicle mode. There's a lot of transformation happening, like more than you'd expect, but it doesn't lock together super dead solid, um, oh. particularly the legs. Like there's this weird thing. The legs lock together. The arms lock to the torso. It looks like the legs should also lock onto the butt flap, but then like there's a peg and there are holes, but they don't really line up all that well because of the extra bulk of the feet coming together. And if I squeeze it, um, Drift will sometimes eventually fully tab together. Deadlock does not quite. And it's not, it's not like it's ruinous. Like, it doesn't really change the look of their vehicle mode. I just don't like it when I don't feel like that full lock is happening. So uh, they're not bad by any means. I, I think they're they're totally worth consideration. The robot modes are great. I like the vehicle modes, um, but they they don't hit the same transformation high I've gotten from Iron Factory stuff like City Commander or uh, the Datsun three pack. Like those two, uh, those two examples are still like also uh, Manacle um, from Turrets and Manacle. Those those are Iron Factory toys that just friggin' come together in vehicle mode uh, in, in a tactile sense. But the robot modes super solid um and if you only want one there are a lot of ebay sellers that have split these sets up Uh, a lot of the big retailers online (coughs) excuse me are still like wanting to sell them as two packs but if you go onto ebay it's pretty easy to find singles right now uh anyway that's that's my story um tj were there any other transformers that you got Uh, there were a few uh i have lyokaiser 
Oh, the Combiner Wars one. <laughs> no, the G1. I'm out $1,200. All right. Merry <laughs> Christmas. Yeah, Combiner War Lyokaiser. Which I will admit, I haven't played with the individual ones like I really should be. I mean, that it's, it's okay at this point if you get a Combiner Wars set and you just stick it together. Well, I don't think there's any other Combiner Wars set that is meant to go straight to robot mode as much as this one. Which is weird because there's also like four unique new heads. Yeah, it was four. <laughs> or five. Five <laughs> unique new heads. Five unique new heads plus they resculpted the cockpit on uh, Death Saris. Yeah. So they did a lot of work on that. Okay. And it's like not not as easy as work as typical because things like uh well Felbat. Yeah. Also has also also has like the ear flaps that have to actually hinge out so they still fit. I really wish they'd called him Hellbat, like W H. Just put a W in front of Hellbat. <laughs> Heckbat. Uh, I know that's a, that's a common one. I don't like that one as much. I like I like the ones that keep the L. That's why I kind of like Felbat. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know, it's something kludgier about it in a certain way. But no, altogether, all it's not a bad representation. Like, considering what they had to work with. Yeah. And they got a little bit screwy. And I, I feel like some of the price point on him just comes from... The fact that they didn't just run the same old accessories that those particular molds have always come with. Yeah. Because you get a lot of the double barrel can. You get, like, everyone has one of the double barrel cannons, and then you have uh, two sets of matching hand foot guns. Yeah. So you have a far more consistent and, like, symmetrical look to Lyokaiser, which is kind of the intention of that in the toy to begin with, so. I really, yeah, mm-hmm. I really, I really like the accessory loaded on that gift set. Like, I haven't gotten one uh, myself. I missed out on a sale, actually, that was really good at Walmart.ca. But uh, I, I really like that they they didn't just cludge all the normal accessories together. Mm-hmm. Although, I'm also kind of mad that they used hand-foot guns. Because it's like, come on. Last two gift sets had really good hands and feet. For some reason, I don't mind it so much on this one. Because at least that somewhat integrates into the other modes and it's a little bit more in spirit with the original i guess just like i don't you know give me two pods that i can just stick on to death zarus because he's already weird <laughs> yeah well yeah what's an, what's another like four giant hunks of plastic hanging off of him yeah oh it's a i don't know it, it's a perfectly fine set like don't pay the platinum price for him but at the same time, if you find him on sale, yeah, he's he's a fine stand-in. You know, and hey, it's probably the best we're going to get for a long time. And like I just need him and the single pack scatter shot and I'll 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 be co- totally complete on combiner wars. Of course, now that I'm looking for single pack scatter shot, guess who costs too much money? <laughs> exactly. Um, that aside, um while we're batting around, Aaron, I think actually if you just want to go off topic, if there's anything pertinent, did you get anything else recently? Um, so for stuff off off topic, uh, Christmas gifts that changed part of my everyday carry was uh, I finally get to retire my ancient Gerber. I don't know if I'll retire it entirely, but I got a Leatherman Wave. 
Ooh. Just another multi-tool that has the, the nice thing about it. So it's the, the Leatherman style of multi-tool where the the outside handles flip around to get to your pliers. However, the nice thing about the Wave is that like the blade parts are accessible without having to flip it around. So it makes for a whole lot better like, oh, I need to cut something. It's a whole you don't have to like open it and flip it around. You can access the the knife blade, the serrated knife blade, the saw blade and the file without having to open up the open it up. But it's nice and is letting my probably close to 20 year old Gerber now get some rest. Well, there's one thought that crosses my mind all the time. It's, oh, I need to cut something. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, and it's something that's funny that um, I a few times I have like at work, there was somebody that would give me a hard time occasionally. Oh, how often do you need to use that thing? I'm like, well, maybe a couple times a week. And now this one has little tiny scissors on it that work great for trimming toys, like to get them out of the stupid twist tie lock tab things. Um, works very well. And... Uh, yeah, that was uh, swapping that into instead of that. And then the only other thing I've managed to get was just a Lego, the blue power jet um, going to TJ Maxx, hoping to find one of the super cheap combiner sets and then saw a super cheap Lego set that I didn't have that I kind of wanted. And then I got dumb and bought it. It's worth it for the parts, man. You can part it out on BrickLink. Make your money back and more. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Well, uh, I got a I got another um, unofficial thing that I've really been looking forward to. Uh, it's uh, the second entry in Make Toys Cross Dimension line, which is my favorite thing in third party toys for Transformers. It is a line that is self-contained. It has its own aesthetic. It is not trying to fit in with anything, and it's made well. I like that. Um, so this line opened up with Striker Menace, which was like a sort of slim, very poseable Optimus Prime. This is a Megatron to go with him. This is Rioter Despotron. He turns into a double-barreled alien pistol. Uh, he has a lot of play value. Um, the pistons on his arms and the fusion cannon all have a rail system. So he's got two rails on his back and then a rail on each forearm. So he can swap stuff around, combine all the, the bits together. His fusion cannon has a sword hidden inside of it. Uh, he also has the Rubicon, which is like basically the Matrix of Leadership, because in the cross-dimension story, uh, this guy stole the Matrix and powered himself up. Um, you know, what's kind of cool is you can take the Matrix out, and then the purple jewel on his chest, when the Matrix isn't in there, you can pop that thing off, and they give you a flat gray plastic version so he doesn't have like a glowing gem in the middle of his chest. Thing okay. is, he looks a million times better with a glowing gem in the middle of his chest, so like I'm probably never going to sw switch it out, but... Uh, he's uh, he follows the cross dimension aesthetic, which is he is incredibly posable. He's not quite as posable as Striker Manus, but he's still really darn posable. Um, his ankle articulation is is actually surprisingly sublime because uh, like you can tilt his ankles and you can rock them. But then there are flaps on either side of them that can move in and out to keep his legs looking smooth and curved, um, even if you've you know tilted the ankles in or out. Uh, He's got a small bit of ab movement, just very poseable. His transformation is also quite lovely. It's for a for a transformation into a pistol mode that is like a rock solid pistol mode. <coughs> excuse me. It's a really clever and uh, straightforward, satisfying transformation. Uh, really good toy. I don't know if he's better than Striker Manus, but like he's easily on par. 
but I can understand the people who have said that he's like, you know, the next step up. And I entirely support the people who have said this is their unofficial toy of the year. Like, absolutely. I could see that. Um, really well done figure. Uh, Cross Dimension is, is hitting a lot of the marks for me. Um, also, in his gun mode, the trigger is just like it's like a raised little rectangular plate, but they added a spring to it. So you can push the trigger and it'll resist and spring back for no reason other than people like the feel of that. Um, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very pleased with how that guy turned out. Um, <clears throat> bouncing the floor over again. TJ, have you got any other Transformers to talk about? Um, see, because I'm trying to hit greatest hits things here and leave a few things on the table. Um, I can stay third party and go with uh, the Iron Factory Lord Scorpion. Yeah, this is your first Iron Factory piece, right? It's my first third party in years. Yeah, you, um, so I'm, I'm going to ask you, this is my straight up question for you at the start. Yeah. Are you thinking of doing any other Iron Factory pieces? I'm not entirely sure yet. Like, mm. build quality and engineering wise, this thing is quite impressive. It's the fact that it hit that little niche that I know Hasbro is just not interested in filling. Because like, I've been after some kind of small-ish G1-style Scorponok for a long time now. Like, something that's just easy to keep on the desk, pick up, play with, and pose around. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's something I was thinking, like, wouldn't he be great in, like, the titanium line where the transformations are already simple and you just add mm-hmm. some joints to him and he's good. But, like, no one's interested in doing that over at Hasbro, and it looks like we're just going to have to wait for him to be a Titan-class figure at some point. Yeah, I think that's his destiny, as far which as is like toys. The, which I'm going to love, but it is also the opposite of what I'm currently looking for. Yeah. So this scratched, like, one of my biggest itches. And I'm really happy with it. Hmm. Like, it's extremely solid. Like, I can hold it by the leg, wiggle it around, nothing moves. Like, just really well built, really well designed. It hits the nice layer of molding and paint to where the designer didn't get out of control. Like, it just looks like everything is done the way it really should be done. Yeah, that's kind of, like, that feel is the Iron Factory thing. Uh, it's why I really like, part of why I really like their stuff. Mm. Um, it's just that super solid feel and that that uh, that particular quality of plastic that's like kind of thick. Yeah. No, but of of a lot of the stuff, like he came in at the same time as uh, he came in at the same time as the Titans Return figures from BBTS, and this is the one that has been consistently picked up with and posed around with the most. Yeah. That figure turned out really well. Um, I say that as someone who also feels like it's not actually the best Iron Factory thing I've ever handled. Um, But I think that I'm probably in the minority. Like, a lot of people really like Lord Scorpion. I think he's good. I just, I think Iron Factory's, I think they've done better. Well, hey, Aaron said it. I like it, so I'll play with it. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying... If you mm-hmm. think that's really cool, you should you should look into some other Iron Factory stuff. Like, do yeah, you... I'm, uh, I'm a little scared between that and the new Lego modular. It's like I, my budget's actually really clear for January. 
Iron Factory toys are also very inexpensive. All I'm saying is the Datsun 3-pack, like with Prowl, Blue Streak, and Smokescreen, mm. <clears throat> that, is a, that is a hefty chunk of toy. So it's like three Transformers with, with like removable, swappable armor parts and then a bazillion guns that you can just like stick onto them. I'm, I'm, I might be looking into a few things. Also, if you like Scorpions, I just want to show you something. This is, this is a company that I would say makes stuff even more solid than Master... Uh, sorry, not Mastermind. Uh, than uh, Iron Factory. This is coming out in the next month or two. This is Mastermade's Destroy Scorpion. Uh, Mastermade stuff is not too tall. It's pretty big. It's perfect for a desk. Slight SD quality. Lots of die cast and lights and really good quality. Uh, build construction, super friggin' solid. And I just want to point out, so he's got claws, right? Because mm -hmm. he's a scorpion man. Mm -hmm. He's got two tiny scorpions that can attach to his claws to give him five-fingered claws. So, like, he can have, like, normal lobster claws, or you attach the little scorpions to his forearms, and now he's got four knives for fingers and then an opposable knife for a thumb. All I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not feeling it. Did you, 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 I'm going to make you. you just, just hold on. Just wait. Just wait for it. He wear, he, he adds scorpions to his hands to get fingers. Uh, that's not what I'm, yeah, no. Not what I'm after. In a and it's a headmaster. That too. It is. Well, so is the one I just got. I know, but his headmaster thing is like. You're literally telling me, hey, here's the same type of figure you just bought, and it does a whole bunch of stuff you don't want it to do. But it, and it's also it's also uh it's also slightly larger, so it looks like but it's not too large. So it's like you've got Scorpion you've got Scorpionok, right? This guy could be your Mega Zarak. And then the two of them could go on adventures together. When he when he's transformed, it's three scorpions and a little head dude. You Although I'm not sure how I feel about all like the warning label labels printed on yeah. everything. Yeah, so that's, that's it makes kind for of... an interesting look, but it seems maybe it's like it like it's not Transformer so much as like some sort of other anime. Yeah, yeah, that's the master made yeah. thing they go for is is they're doing all the city formers, and they uh, they add a lot of these little like tampographs to to imply the size. Uh, mm -hmm. Since the actual figures are not like massive, but they feel so good. It's the hand feel, man. Have I have I told you guys about hand feel? No, I, I'm looking at the base mode now. Yeah, this thing is not entering my house. Listen, it's a temple. All right, don't no. be uh, don't be whatever you call it. No, not what do you call it? Not no. racist. Not uh, <laughs> scorpionist. Yeah, don't be scorpulist. <laughs> Which that should be the name of the next third party Scorpionok. I'm just saying, scorpulist, scorpulist. Just wait, just wait till I open my company. It's going to be great. Um, all right, I'm going to do. Uh, I'm, I'm going to talk about. Uh, I got a couple other things to talk about. TJ, do you have much else to talk about? Um, there's a couple things, but I could save it. It's not a huge deal. Um, I could go off topic. All right, drop me. How about because I, I really just want to talk about Naw to close it up. Mm -hmm. So drop me like your, your hardest off topic for you. Yeah, uh, I have the True Force Mega Man X. All right, 
You see, so is it? Mm. Hang on, which version is it? Because there's like fifty of them. <laughs> uh, it is the original. It's the the regular blue, the blue one. Yeah, it's like the one I actually don't have. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've got two of that toy, but I got I got the New York Comic Con one, and then I got the San Diego one. Because because whatever. That's how I'm so I'm so upset that New York one goes for so much money because that's such a beautiful paint job. Yeah. But the the base figure is still the same. Um, how do you feel about him? Okay, so I got the four inch Null Mega Man EXE and was really not impressed. Like joint tolerances were not good, and I can see where they're doing some tricks, but I couldn't even keep his arm pegged on. So I wasn't really seeing where Sentinel was getting its pedigree for really solid robots. Now I see. <laughs> yep. Welcome. I get it now. <laughs> This thing is dead solid. Yeah. Like the that, is, that that is a toy. I've not actually played with with mine all that much, but like whenever I bust one out and I'm like, "No, nah, I got to I got to remember what this true force thing is like." It's like, "Oh, right, I can just pose him and he goes." Mhm. I do have a little bit of weirdness in the hips where the ball joints really like to kind of pull back on me. Mm. But other like so they're a little bit weird to pose, but they're workable. Like other than that though, like Anything I want to do with him, I can do. His articulation is really good. Everything holds really, really well. Uh, okay, LED in his buster. Why not? Yeah. Like, but, where where else are you going to put one? Yeah. Uh, Diecast done right, because it's all low to the ground. Mm-hmm. Which is posing good. He's got a bunch of those little warning stamps, too. And it's, like, it throws my eye off, because that's something you typically associate with a larger figure. Like, a... Like, that's a Zoid or a Gundam or a v- Evangelion thing. Yeah. Like, I I find that's the only, like, weirdness. Because the rest of it, like, I prefer my my Mega Man X designs, you know, the classic, the more, you know, simple is better style. But this, uh, the extra details on this have grown on me the more photos of it I see. That's the one part I don't get by. Mm. Like, all the little warning labels. Like, I know that's his X buster. How do how do the um the the boost parts uh, work for you? Like the fold out and swap out boost parts? Um, they worked okay. Nice. No, yeah, no complaints. Everything holds. Yeah, I because I usually I really like fold out boost parts. Of course, like I love the ones in his legs. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think I was going to be very happy about swapping the ones on his back, but they swap out so easy. Like they they tab in and out so nicely on on the ones I've got. Uh, that I don't mind. Yeah, so that all that all worked out really really well as I get pinched putting the boot part back together. That's all right. I I've been wounded like three times in the last week by toys. It's kind of mm-hmm. embarrassing. Uh, no, the part that got me was when I bent the knee for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! So now, for those who have never played with a figure, mm-hmm. uh, typically on an action figure, you bend the knee and you get to see this big ugly joint connecting the thigh and the lower leg that kind of takes you out of the moment you bend the knee on this toy and the kneecap pretty much stays in place and the bend happens along this imitation like internal structure of metal that looks like it's uh extended and like i'm I'm trying to think of a good equivalent it looks it looks like an actual robot man bending his leg yeah like it looks like a bunch yeah it looks like a bunch of plates extending out Mm-hmm. Like how you how you would think an actual robot would solve that problem of well my knees are going to be really weak how do I stop that a lot of little armor bits inside 
Now you know why I own five fairly large Iron Man toys by the same design team, almost entirely to see how their knees bend. <laughs> yeah, because that is a really that's a really cool trick. Yeah, uh, that that is a that is a good. Fi- I would actually say the True Force Mega Man right now, like in January 2017, it's a good figure and a kind of underrated figure. Like a lot of people don't talk about him. I think a lot of people just overlook things like this a lot when it's a designer kind of putting his own spin and his own variation on something. I think that the some of the troubles that the Kickstarter campaign went through also really put a dour tone over the figure, like for folks who were following it a lot. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've read up on it in the aftermath and I'm like, no, if I was a backer, I probably would have maybe less warm thoughts about the figure. Um because it's not it's not like it was it's not like people got screwed over. It's just that for one reason or another, a lot of decisions made tended to put the backers in a position that made them feel like they were coming in second place to new buyers. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, that's that's never a good thing. That's something to learn from for sure. Uh, I'm glad that you got one because like that, I think it is probably my favorite piece of Mega Man merch in the last couple of years as someone who mostly just likes action figures. Uh, and I'm really bummed out that it seems like you're not the only one who has had some trouble with the four inch mega men. That is a shame because they got mega man X coming out next. And I'm, that's the one I'm a sucker for. So yeah, and I'm, I'm probably gonna, try one more time. I'm probably going to go for it, but like, it just sounds, it's not like they're bad toys. It's just that same, that's it's all the same um, crits of like, these aren't bad. It's just that they are very fun and they may be a little over-engineered in the wrong directions like yeah. everywhere. Yeah. So I think it's the fact that because of the engineering and pedigree and being Sentinel, they price about where a figure art prices and those have come up a lot more consistent. Yeah, it's like it sucks when something prices up, but then decisions go in the wrong directions. And Sentinel is not immune to that. Like, their metamorphose getters, from what I've heard, are not, like, bad toys, but they don't stand up next to the Riobot line, like, whatsoever. And, like, they actually have a... I believe that, that the metamorphose toys have a different designer. Um, mm-hmm. and so, so my assumption is 4-Inchinal must have a different standalone designer as well, uh, who is not from, like, the Chemical Attack or T-Rex side of things. I might be completely wrong. Like, I haven't done any research, but... This isn't the first time that that has happened with Sentinel stuff. So, yeah, I that's proudly on my desk right now. I get to pine after the black and gold one forever. You'll find it. I mean, you can always get the Kickstarter exclusive brown one. (laughs) That's one of the decisions I already didn't understand. That the exclusive like like of all the color schemes to be really cool. And I know there are people who like the brown one, but I'm like, but that's the thing. It's Mega Man. How many color patterns do you have to pick from? Every color palette. And so how how is brown cooler than like a whole lot of other ones? <laughs> like I don't know, just chocolate Mega Man, chocolate armor Mega Man doesn't really <laughs> fire anything off but i'm also like i'm a scumbag who is like to me a cool thing is no man solid black armor with red energy coming out from underneath that's cool so i, I well, come from a very like <laughs> the, a very thuggish school of thought when it comes to what looks cool <laughs> there's just some oh there's just some color schemes that always work 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Um, I'm going to to close this up with uh, with my toy of the year, Legends Gnaw. Um, I've got three of them, thanks to uh, a gift from Crin and uh, and Crin's family. Um, and I'm I. So, TJ, how do you feel about Gnaw? Gnaw does me well. Hmm. Mm. Um. I like I like him well enough. Like, there's part of me that goes, "Well, I wish the I wish the shark faces had some better place to go in the robot mode." And I'm like, "Where?" Well, no, I mean the the place that they do go is a complete mess. Yes, but but at the same it, time, it, it I can't works. figure out what else you do. And, and it kind of works because like Gnaw's robot mode never looks cool. No, <laughs> like like by design, it should look kind of like a dumpy mess. <laughs> But like this is things about that toy, like just the dumbest things that he does for no good reason other than like just fitting together as this perfect equation of stupidity. <laughs> like like the cockpit, quote unquote, right? Oh oh mm-hmm. yes. They sculpted foot pedals inside his mouth. <laughs> so it's like he it's like the Sharktacon evolved little foot pedals to try to convince b- tiny bipeds no this is really a cockpit get inside <laughs> uh it's man the Sharktacon mode is so good like it's so good it has like there's there's a hole in the back of the in the back of the eyes so it kind of looks like he doesn't actually have a brain, but it's so good. I don't know. It, it does everything. Like the Sharktacon mode is so wonderful. <laughs> it could be better, but it's still wonderful. At the size class, I think it does exactly what it needs to do. Well, also his biped mode is kind of immense for a Legends toy. Like it's just it just looks large. Like he's got a really big head, mm-hmm. and like he's just wide. I don't know, man. Such a cool toy. I uh, mm-hmm. or go ahead. Like the, I was gonna say, the robot mode is like that's like literal picture definition of stocky. Well, the see the thing: the robot mode is the alt mode on him. That's the way to think about about Gnaw. <laughs> oh, oh, we're doing like the Batman approach. It was like, no, Bruce Wayne's the secret identity. Yeah, the robot mode is the alt mode. The Sharktacon is the true creature. The robot mode is like his his ridiculously stupid and terrible attempt to fit in and be in disguise amidst robots. You know, it's like that's what a shark thinks a robot look, looks like. So obviously no one will see him when he walks around looking like that. It's, as, it's dumb head cannon, but man, I love it. As, as his head is surrounded by teeth. Yeah, he's like, no, I'm a robot for real. Trust me, my arms and legs are permanently bent because <laughs> they're not actually supposed to be arms or legs. <laughs> and like my actual head is split in half and hanging off my heels along with my arms. Like his entire arms are hanging off the sides of his feet. Uh, but it works. Um, God, it's, it's just made for troop building. I mean, I got three. So, uh, yeah, I'm. I, I need a little I, I need a school of Sharktacons. Yeah, I I was like I'll my first plan was like I'll try to hunt some down. Maybe I'll collect up to three 
and we'll see how I feel. And now I'm like, no, I think I maybe could go for maybe I'll just keep buying how them. How many I see were them. in that tank in the old movie? About 50, 60. You, you could get a blender, take the blades off the blender, and fill it with yellow water, and just like put a bunch of Sharktacons in it. If I could find some way of keeping them from going down the toilet. Yeah, they just live in the toilet. <laughs> That'd be horrifying. Do. Someone come over, use your toilet, and there's a whole bunch of little robot <laughs> sharks floating in it. And then you get mad at them if they pee on your toys. <laughs> like, don't you know what the toilet's for? It's for the Sharktacons. Pee out the window. Um, yeah, I've got, uh, can I, can I read you guys what I wrote for the TFW staff picks thing? Sure. So I figured that's how we could close up this, what we got this week. After years of rumored existence and months of waiting after the toy's momentous reveal, Legends Gnaw finally graced our fandom. And certainly, there is no more perfect toy to be crowned a king and or queen of 2016, Transformers or otherwise. A misshapen bipedal thing opens the experience, less aerobic mode and more the best attempt by an inhuman creature to mimic the humanoid form. A mockery of the homo sapiens state, vomited out of a creature as its head splits in half in order to blend in and be accepted by society. But that creature, the true form of the shark de Congno, is the beauty of this piece. A finely crafted and distilled ball of ugliness on two legs, a literal giant mouth that has sprouted infant-like and near-useless limbs in an attempt to be an independent living creature. If there is proof of Primus, it is the Shark Decon, for there can be no intelligent design without a receptacle for the creator's cruelty and frustration. A gaping maw that can never fully close, attached to a creature whose appetite we merely assume to be carnivorous because of its odious silhouette. Legends Gnaw is a perfect toy, for every fault is in character, and every quality is a pleasant surprise. Uh, that's why it's the toy of the year for 2016. Um, I know other people in the staff put their picks in, and that's cute. But uh, from what I've seen, none of their picks are Legends Gnaw, so, you know. How can you take any of that seriously? Um, I think that's a good place to close up what we got this week for now. Uh, of course, we got we got more stuff we can talk. I got more stuff we can talk about, which we'll we'll hit up in future. Um, but uh, I think we we got we man we we got a good whack of Transformers talking here. No one can complain about off topic this time. Well, they probably somebody could. still will. Yeah, they will. They could, but you know, they sh- they shouldn't. Um, yeah, thanks for joining me, you guys. Um, uh, we're gonna we're gonna. Move into the closer here. So uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with some more WTF and TFW. And uh, hey, you know, it's 2017. Welcome. Happy New Year. Uh, this year we have a new Transformers movie. So 
in uh, about six, seven months. I actually I forgot when it comes out. When does it come out? July? <laughs> I don't know. Probably July. <laughs> I mean, when would it not come out in July? Right. Someone's looking it up. I can hear it. Good. Yeah. <laughs> New keyboard. Very loud. June twenty third. June. June. Okay. Hey. So six months. Uh, we'll we'll. We'll be able to have our whole cycle with a new movie. We can have a whole podcast about it. We can talk about Anthony Hopkins and stuff. It's going to be great. So uh, look forward to another year uh, of Transformers fandom, ladies and gentlemen, and all those others who are out there listening to us. Y'all are wonderful. Uh, Have a happy new year. Uh, Have some uh, jolly holidays. And uh, we'll all talk to you later here on WTF FTFW. It means, but you got some badass perpetrators and they're here to stay.